Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 282. Today we'll be talking about TV, including The Mandalorian, Party Down, The Traitors, Survivor, Full Swing, Poker Face, and Chris Rock's Netflix Live Special. Movies including Ant-Man on the Wasp, Quantumania, Cocaine Bear, Creed 3, and House Party. And as always, the week in sports, the week in Funko and collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. But before I go any further, it's the Nez! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, we're back. Um, Before we dive into anything else, I just got to... Um, this episode's coming out before the next Magnus podcast, anyway. But okay. if you guys <laughs> listened to the last one, you know all the shenanigans that I got into uh, on Instagram over some stupid shit with some dumbass motherfuckers. Uh-oh. But hey, like I said on the <laughs> on the pod, it's that that's what they think, and let them think that uh, they're wrong. In my opinion, with some of the shit they were saying to me, but hey, say what you guys want, because I don't give a fuck. Wow. Eh, let, me be, let me be truthful. I mean, there were some things that was bugging me about it. I, I did think about some of the stuff, but then I'm like, you know what? <sighs> That's, whatever make you, whatever, if, if you think what you guys said to me, if you're listening, this goes out to the people that, that, that were responding to me. If you guys think what you said was right, hey, it, it's your right too. But to me, I laughed at all of it and both middle fingers are up to you. So, <laughs> okay. Um, um, Okay, really quick, because I'm going to get into it more on my next episode. The book, Gender Queer, that uh, that started the whole thing. The uh, quick, quick little thing, for those of you that did listen to that. The, 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 the Instagram video, I played the clip on the episode. That was not the book that they were advertising on the post. Because they, uh, they posted... Uh, the little video of the kid saying what he was he was saying, and then they posted the cover of the book that he supposedly read, and it's called Gender Queer by uh, Mia Kobe. Um, I got the book. I read the whole thing. That little insert that he read is not in Gender Queer, unless there's a another version of it. So I I, I don't know, but um. I want to find out what that book he was reading because what he was saying was pretty graphic and I understand everyone's outrage over it, but they were advertising a totally different book because I read that whole book. It was a graphic novel. I read the whole thing. There was one little section in it that might be iffy to some, some readers, some parents. And if you don't want your children reading that type of stuff, fine, I get it. But I just really quick, that what that kid was reading was not in the book that they showed. They showed they've played the video. Then I think a couple slides over, they showed the cover of the book, 
genderqueer. That is not in that book. So I just want to get that a little clear. But I'm going to go into it more on the next episode. But So, yeah, but hey, everyone that did listen to my last episode, right on. Thank you. Cool. Uh, people did reach out to me and said that um, what what was going on was always totally bullshit. And, hey, I said what I said. And uh, they supported it. So right on to all of you. Um, but like I said in the episode, they can say what they want to say and they can think what they want to think. But in my opinion, yes, I agreed with some of the stuff they were saying. But in the end, with the, the name calling and all the other other bullshit, fuck you guys. But anyway, I mean, again, say what you guys want to say. Uh, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, dude, go listen to my last episode <laughs> and the whole thing, everything is on there. So again, shout out to everyone to listen to it, but, um, definitely I am, I am going to hype this, that book up on here. Gender queer by, um, Mia Kobe. It's a graphic novel. She wrote the story. It's her life story. And she did the illustrations. And I, I am saying right now that book should be. And maybe uh, much older, yes, high schools, um, middle school. I don't know what middle school is. I think their age, I think it's from like sixth to eighth. Um, maybe eighth graders could handle it. But, I mean, if, if that, that book that I'm talking about, if you want to look it over before your kids uh, just, just decide to read it, and maybe you can read it with them, like I said on the episode, and discuss what's going on. This was her story, her life story. That's what I really loved. I, I learned a lot from that book, and, and I'll go into all of that uh, on my next episode. But that book was awesome. I mean, you guys know me. I'm not a, I'm not a reader. I think the, the main reason I did read the whole book, I read it in like one shot. Well, I started it the night I bought it, but then it was really late. So I and then I, I, I think I read the first 40 pages. Then I did the episode. And then the next day I knocked the rest of the book out. And it, it, again, I've. I don't read much. I mean, other than comic books, that was the only reason I really read it. But um, I really enjoyed the book. And I am going to say it right here, and I'll say it again more in the next episode. Read that book. I thought it was really good. I think this book, um, I know this book could help a lot of people, a lot of young people, a lot of older people uh, with with their life. And maybe because this this young woman, or I'm sorry, um, I learned a lot about pronouns as well. Um, Mia was referring to herself, ah, not her, sorry. Um, I think it was E, M, and ear. I think I think that's what uh, Mia Mia's pronouns were. I, again, this is all new to me. So, but uh, E wrote an awesome book. And illustrated was was awesome as well. So I I am hyping this book up um, more because uh, I want to get the hardback book as well. There I bought the um uh the the regular paperback, but there is a hardcover edition. I do want to get that. I really really enjoyed this book. I learned a lot, and it was good to listen uh, to her story. So definitely uh, check this check this book out. I think people if you if you like graphic novels or if you like Stories that are dealing with um, the gay, the queer community. Um, I think this was a good book. And I do believe, and I put fully invest that this book could probably help. I mean, it could help. 
um, some younger people, maybe some older people that uh, are going through the same situation that he went through. And I, I loved it. I, again, I learned quite a lot read, reading, reading this book. So, but again, I'll get into it some more on the regular episode, but definitely check out Gender Queer. Awesome book. Um, looks like we got more movies, or no, it's about the same movies and TVs. But before we <laughs> dive into all that, before we dive into all that, we got to start it off with Star Wars moment because Mandalorian just dropped. What what day is it? Tuesdays or Wednesdays that comes out? Wednesday. So Tuesday so midnight, going Tuesday. into Wednesday at midnight. Uh, I so, totally forgot about it, and I, I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, so. so I happened. I normally start earlier. I normally start at five. I was starting at seven, so it kind of worked out. I still set for like five. I think for like five thirties, just in case it was like an hour long episode, and then uh, watched it, and then got ready, and then took off. So, but yeah, um, excited. New season's here. It flew by quick because yeah, I, I watched. I watched short. it the very next night, and I was all juiced. And then next thing you know, it was over, and I went, "Ah!" Oh, but yeah, oh, it's man. like a half was, hour, I think. It was so good uh, for Mandalorian to be back. The adventures of uh, Din Djarin and Grogu. A little bit of Bo Katan. We got Apollo Creed, uh, Grave Karga, and the return of IG Eleven, which was amazing. Um, I noticed that a lot of people th- thought so too. I thought I was the only one that seen. I mean, you guys should have seen it already. It's been over almost a week, but <laughs> the scene when they brought IG Eleven back and it was crawling after uh, Grogu because his old programming. Um, it reminded me of uh, the first Terminator. Yeah. After yeah. after Sarah Connor uh, took out, crushed his legs, and it was still crawling, uh, still crawling after. <laughs> That's what I got, but. The whole episode was cool. Um, of course, we're going to get more adventures. Is it eight episodes this season or more? Uh, I think it's eight. Uh, so, yeah, seven more. Oh, man, give us, like, more. They should have made this first one, like, an hour. I mean, not drop two episodes. I'd rather have one full hour of it and then however many after that. But I thought it was an amazing episode. I was just more happy that, that it's back. Because it seems like it, it's been forever. Yeah, we did get um, Book of Boba Fett as well as um, Andor, um, but this one, this one was awesome. I, I wanted, I wanted so much more. Like I said, and it went by super fast. Then next thing you know, it was over with. <laughs> yeah. So first season was 2019. Second season was 2020 and now it's all the way it's 2023 now so it has been a while yes we did get uh book of boba fett like you said and i saw some jokes going around but i don't know because i also heard that (laughs) there might be a little truth to this that uh the fett is uh coming to take his episodes back and uh, he might hijack a couple of these episodes this season in return (laughs) Well, might as well, man. Bring him in. I mean, he may need him for. I mean, maybe he needs some backup for whoever he's gonna be uh, battling, or maybe when they get to Mandalore, uh, shit's gonna go sideways. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't care, man. Give me more Boba Fett because we are getting more of that as well. So right, but um, one little um, 
Easter egg nugget that you might have missed just because I know you haven't caught up with the animation yet. When they're traveling through hyperspace, Grogu looks out the window and he sees what appears to be like space whales. Those have actually appeared in Star Wars before. They were in the finale of Rebels. So everybody's thinking that that is the first sign of like the Ahsoka story is most likely going to be the hunt for Ezra and where he went because he went into hyperspace with these space whales and like they're like Grogu was seeing them. So your first little tease of that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. It reminded me of um, was that Battle of the Planets when um, their ship turned into like the fiery phoenix and it's like flying really hella fast and it looks it looked like that uh but i know i know it wasn't a reference to that so but i thought that yeah. was cool so i'm hoping that they dive a little more into that as the season goes on but yeah definitely um the other exciting part of the episode was the uh ancelins of which may or may not be one of them be babu frick maybe it is maybe it isn't it's hard to say they do look rather similar i assumed it was when we saw him in the preview in the lead up to the season but they didn't say the name babu frick in the episode they just called him the ancelins it might just be his his race yeah or oh no it was a her wasn't it i, I don't know <laughs> yeah well but. it was funny because they did the same talk and like i know a lot of people didn't love rise of skywalker but it seemed like universally people loved babu frick and for them to bring that when they were talking about ID eleven, no, Boken, Boken. <laughs> I liked it. Then, ah, no squeezies. I liked it because <laughs> it was um, like puppetry, like uh, oh, a, pract a practical effect. Oh, really? It wasn't was yeah. CGI. Yeah, bad baby. <laughs> but yeah, that scene was awesome, and I loved it. I mean, I, I wanted more of that. Yeah. If not, give them a show. Give them some shorts. I mean, they, yeah. they could probably get in nice. all kinds of little mischief and everything as well. well but adventures, yeah. <laughs> I think that was cool. Not animated, live action. Right, right. Because you want the the puppetry of it. Yeah, because yeah. it was cool, and it was cool to see more than one. There was like a bunch of them. So yeah, I thought that I was think really three in the shop. I think. I thought that was awesome. I I, I wanted more of that. I didn't think they were going to drop it on us that quick. Because we did, right. see, like like Zisha said, we did see him in the trailer. So right. I was all about it. And I, I, I wanted more. And I was just mad that it, that it ended so fast. Yeah. So. One thing I will say, though, uh, too, regarding the end, um, it seems like Mando's mission is to seek redemption for removing his helmet. And it's funny how many people I see online or like uh, this artist I follow from Comic-Con he was like, uh, Mando needs to like forget about those cultists and go hang out with that one chick from season one that wanted to take his helmet off. <laughs> oh, what's her name? Uh, Julia Jones. Yeah. I, can't remember, I can't remember her name. <laughs> so <laughs> that and like, you know what Bo-Katan is saying too. Oh, that was interesting too, because um, 
that references the Clone Wars also. You, just the words she said. She said, you still got the Darksaber. And he's like, yeah. She's like, just wave that thing around and they'll do whatever you want. That references the Clone Wars when Bo-Katan tried to, like, Maul tried to take over on Mandalore. And Bo-Katan tried to step up against him. And when Maul pulled out the Darksaber, like, everybody just lined up with him. Like, they weren't support, supporting Bo-Katan anymore. So that's actual, like, a real reference. Like, she's speaking from experience when she says, yeah, just wave that around and they'll do whatever you want. <laughs> so, we were, Eric and I were talking about it. Speaking of Eric, you guys need to do your next. Oh, yeah, we got to catch three. up on last of us. Three. Yeah, I could probably do it tomorrow and be home. But, um... So in order to get the di- the the dark saber, is Bo Katan gonna have to kill Dinjarin? Or no, she it- has to she has to fight him for real and disarm him. So that shouldn't actually shouldn't even be that hard, really. But does it have yeah, to be? Like he didn't he didn't kill Moff Gideon, who he got it from. So, so does does it have to be like the the sword will know that this is a real fight. It can't just be like them right. playing around. Oh, you beat yeah. me. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, exactly. all right. So, so that's, that's what that is. And the fact they released that poster, I don't know if you saw, it was an official poster where it was two slides on Instagram. One half, uh, is, uh, Din and Grogu and the dark saber. And then the other half is Bo-Katan and the dark saber. I don't know if you saw that, but that's also getting people talking like, oh, is that where we're headed? Um, but I don't know, like real talk, like <laughs> I'm like on bo side, like just take off your helmet, dude. <laughs> that's no, what they, they wanted anyway. Hell I'm no. Not, I'm not with these, uh, <laughs> these death watch, uh, Helmet on always. Hell no. Leave that thing on. I mean, no. Get, take it off. Leave it on, man. That You look cooler that way. And <laughs> no one wants to just see you. If we watch The Last of Us, if you want to see him running around without a helmet, watch that show. Hell no. Keep that thing on. Could be like, you know, like actually, it's it, most of the time, it's not him in the armor. Most of the time. Right. Well, I don't care. It's I just want whoever it is to keep that helmet on. Yeah. I mean, no. Hell most no. Most of the time, he's just doing the voice. That's fine. Me. It's just chill in a room and record your lines and get paid. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> no, man. I say keep it on. I mean, like, I mean, look, they were straight up with him when he first tried to get uh, hard with them, and they said, you know, we can get someone else to do this. And uh, right. he kind of kind of shut up. Went all right, <laughs> but I see eventually, maybe after he does his pil- pilgrimage to to Mandalore and everything, uh, I think maybe at some point. Along his journey, he is gonna figure something out to where he just he doesn't have to have it on all the time, because he's still trying to be like uh, a part of him. But I think something's gonna happen to where he's not. Because right now, man, he he can run around without it. We can get episodes with him not having it on. But I think he still has that. I I want to be a part of this. Yeah, the whole I'll keep it on. Yeah, so I, I don't know. We'll see as it goes on. For me, I vote keep that thing on. Take it off if you need to, but no, nah, leave it on majority of the time. Yeah, but also it's the whole like Bo-Katan saying that kind of cult-like activities, like 
what kind of divided Mandalore to begin with. <laughs> well, that's what that's what everything Pretty does. Man. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not saying every religion does this. I, mean, I went through that on my last episode, everyone. But um, uh, yeah, man. I mean, sometimes uh, it, religion gets out of hand. I mean, I assume that's their the this is the way. That's their way yeah, of how they yeah, do yeah. things, and you got to keep that helmet on. Oh, speaking of that, man, I thought that was awesome in the beginning. When uh, they got that little kid, and uh, yeah. he uh, he took the oath Definitely. and uh, put his helmet on, I thought that was badass. That's another yeah. thing. He obviously, obviously, you're gonna get bigger. So does he go back to her and say, "Hey, man, this thing's getting too tight. You need to make me another one." I mean, once yeah. he gets a new yeah. helmet. Oh yeah, they they actually do. And one thing, going all the way back to season one, there was a moment where it shows like. You can take it off. You like just can't be seen because, like, obviously, like when he got to that that little village with the the one girl that I was just saying she he should go back to. Um, there's a scene where it shows he took his helmet off there to like eat and stuff. So you definitely can get refitted for your armor <laughs> as you grow. <laughs> yeah, because I mean. I- I didn't know they were like kids, little kid yeah. Mandalorians. So I thought yeah, that was really there's cool. There's a few actually in the very, very first episode. It's kind of dark, but if you watch that very first scene in the first episode when Mando shows up to the Mandalorian covert, like there's little kid Mandalorians in there. All right. Uh, Julia Jones' name was Omera. I had to look that up. I would have been able to sleep. <laughs> that's <laughs> so. that's that's like where his in game should be. <laughs> yeah, maybe he can go back to her. I mean, I think she she. This is my opinion. I think she was just more that uh, attracted him because he was the savior and came in and helped him. And because she didn't know what he looks like, who knows? Maybe take the helmet off. Go, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Everybody but, wants him to settle down. She wanted him to stay. And now grief was like, hey. I got this perfect land for you. You be my marshal. Hell no. Then and then it's gonna be weak, man. I like him traveling around the universe in the yeah. galaxy, getting into adventures right. with Grogu. Which, I want more of that. That sound. It sounds like the way you want it is the way it's going. Because I don't know if you saw that interview with John Favreau that's going around. Somebody asked him if he saw like an end game, and he said no. He just sees this kind of as like the kind of continuing adventures thing. He doesn't want to have an idea of an end. And uh, and then in turn, I guess Pedro is standing there and Pedro said, I can see playing Mandalorian for the rest of my life. <laughs> if he just plays your card rights and just do what they say, keep that helmet on and mind your P's and Q's and take that Disney check and sure. just do what they say. Man, you could do it because like Loki, um, we'll get to him in, in a little bit when we get the movies, but he... He said, nah, I'm playing this character right. into the end. So, I mean, right. he, he knows where that, that, that Disney money is. They can uh, do what you want, too. Like, yeah, because he, he loved the character, and everybody loves him. He didn't think he was going to be a big um, fan favorite. until after, right. after that first movie, I was in, all in on Loki. So, I, right. I was like, hell yeah. But And now he can just play Loki get that money and then you can do art projects on the side like i don't know if you ever saw that show he was in the night manager uh, it was like a spy thriller they're gonna make like a sequel to that and i'm excited for that but like nobody watches that like 
that's like you know arty stuff you know but yeah do loki and you can do what you want yeah <laughs> do do loki do that season get that check and then you get a break for a while and have work it out do you know what i can go do a movie here i can go do a tv show here another tv show here i mean oh, yep. and just yep. just playing it all out <laughs> oh yeah all of you, everyone any any of you guys that are listening to this if you're a part of this you're in the know with the star wars and you're a part of these shows now ride that thing out to the end because I, yeah. I think Star Wars is here to to the end until the until the world blows up. Same thing with right. Marvel, man. You got to ride that stuff out. Exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, like what's his name, the Captain America? I don't want to be Captain America anymore." What are the big things has he done <laughs> after no. that? I mean, he's, he's done he's done some movies, and I mean, just maybe he wanted to give someone else a chance to shine. I don't know, yeah, but. Yeah. That's why Loki, like, nope, I'm playing Loki to the end. Good. Good for you. <laughs> but right. uh, before we get out of Star Wars, um, Rosario Dawson on possible 2023 release for Ahsoka. I'm, I don't care when this year. It could, be, it could be December 31st. That'd be fine with me. <laughs> Uh, but we wouldn't be able to count it in our best. No. <laughs> but, that would be next year. Like um, that was. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I mean, but I'm ready for that one. I mean, other than Mando, awesome. Boba Fett, cool. But Ahsoka, I want to know more of her story and what she did. Yeah, I can watch uh, Clone Wars and see no, but this is all after that. So this is yeah, the older. And we're the, getting live action Rebels for the first time. Characters that we saw in Rebels are going to be in Ahsoka. Hera, Kanan, Sabine, Chopper. I don't know about Zeb, but hopefully, because that would be sad if they chose not to do Zeb. Because I want to know, <laughs> where did she hide after or before after she left Clone Wars? I mean, what, did she leave after Order 66? Was she still around? Right. No, I'm asking you. That's a question. Was she still around? Oh. Uh, was she was she running around with all of them when Order sixty six happened? No, she had left okay. the Jedi Order before Order sixty six. All right, but um, yeah, I heard uh, Hayden's filmed some stuff for Ahsoka too, so I don't know if it's Vader or Anakin or both. You mean both? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to see Vader in there too, man. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, well, Ahsoka, this is all before Star Wars, aka New Hope, right? Or is this Ahsoka? After? No, this no, is after because Mandalorian. Yeah, because this, yeah, this is set with the yeah within the Mandalorian timeline. Well, there could be Vader some when maybe when she's younger, or maybe it'll just be Anakin. Maybe he right. comes to her, right? Uh, the spiritual Anakin, and she's talking to him. But that's definitely a possibility too. Yeah, but um, like I said. The spoiler alert for the very last scene of Rebels, but the very last scene of Rebels is Sabine looking at a mural of the Rebels and then realizing that her job's not done. She's got to find uh, Ezra and she turns around and Ahsoka's there and they leave together. And that's the final image of Rebels. So everybody's putting two and two together and that's where we're going to get a little bit of that story here. All right, well, we'll see. Do you got any other Star Wars news? I'm just, I'm on StarWarsNews.net, and that, that was the only thing that caught my eye other than Mandalorian. 
No, I think the only thing that comes to mind instantly is uh, we got Mando uh, is going to run through uh, April 19th. And then so, yeah, we'll get a lull there for a couple weeks. But then start of May for May the 4th, uh, Visions Volume 2 comes out. And uh, excited for that because Season 1 was all anime uh studios and this one is all like different types of animation studios one of them is the you know wallace and gromit yeah they're what ardman uh they're doing one of them that'd be cool yeah give me a whole movie of that (laughs) right (laughs) a movie not just 10 minutes or well for visions it's going to be 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I mean, that probably took 15 to 20 hours or days right. to, to do. <laughs> so, but exactly. When's, that, when's the Acolyte coming out? It was supposed to this year. Like, it's it's been filming since last year, but I think it's going to slip out of this year because we got um, Ahsoka and also uh, Jude Law is going to be in a, a live-action Star Wars show called Skeleton Crew. All right. We'll so see. Skeleton Crew, I think, is coming before Acolyte. All right, everyone. That's uh, our Star Wars news. Um, sports, do you have anything? I have nothing. I, WrestleMania is coming. Oh, go listen to the Wrestling Returns, everyone. I, don't, I, I totally forgot everything about uh, <laughs> Elimination Chamber. Go, go listen to that episode. It was almost three hours, everyone. So listen nice. to that. But um, it, it was, I thought it was an awesome pay-per-view. But um, uh, sports-wise, just NBA's going. I know hockey's going. Yeah, like I don't get to see any of it. So right. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh, NBA season in full effect. Uh, coming down to a great final month of the season before the playoffs. The West playoff picture. I sent you a, te- a picture text of this the other day. It's way closer than it usually ever is um between like records uh the third record in the west and the 11th 12th 13th place it's um 34 uh there's a little bit of separation now it's like six games difference between three and 13 but it still is like in, in the middle there, including my beloved Warriors, are uh, in the mix. We were on a five-game winning streak till today. We lost to the Lakers today. Steph is back from injury, so that's really exciting. Wiggins is still away from the team with uh, some kind of family issue. I'm, it's it's interesting because whatever it is, like people are giving him the privacy, obviously, that sometimes family situations require. It's interesting because normally, like, the news spills, but whatever it is, uh, people are being respectful in the media, and I have no idea. He's he's been away from the team like two, three weeks now, so I don't know what's going on with him. But uh, I assume he'll be back for the playoffs. But I mean, who's to say? Nobody. Nobody knows what's going on with him, but uh, we're right in the mix still, even with today's loss, 34 and 31. 
two games behind Phoenix in the four seed with their fresh acquisition of Kevin Durant. And right one game behind us is the Minnesota Timberwolves in the sixth seed. We definitely want to stay up in those that top six because if you slip between seven and ten, you're in the play-in tournament, which you got a it's a mini playoff series before the playoffs actually start. So you really want to be in that top six. It'd be even better if some way, somehow in the next month we could uh, get up to seeds three or four where Sacramento or Phoenix is right now. Cause then we could host a uh, first round playoff series. So that's the goal. But uh, yeah, no, I've been loving the season. It's been highly entertaining and uh, yeah, I'm sad. Uh, my, my favorite go-to basketball pod the mess match i mentioned this last time they are tomorrow recording a live show in uh la and uh not gonna make it but uh wish i could big fan of those guys it sounds like they had uh real close up front seating in the orchestra that's all sold out uh now so hopefully it's a good show for them and then um one of the guys, he lives out in Memphis. So at the end of the month, they're going to do another show out there, like around the 20th or the 21st, I think they said. So that's cool. Um, well, they're doing these and hopefully it goes well and hopefully I can catch one in the future. <laughs> All right. Did you see that video going around of um, E-40? He got photo bombed or video bombed by uh, Steph. No, I didn't. <laughs> E40 was, I don't know what, what game he was at, but he was um, filming himself. And out of the back, you just see Steph Curry lean in into the video. Right. And I don't think he, I don't think 40 saw him until like he like looked at the screen and they were, oh, hey. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing because we just went on the road now. Probably wasn't now. Probably sometime in the last five games because we had the last five games at home. Won them all. So that was great. And Steph was actually hurt, but on the bench for him. So perfect time to jump in uh, 40s video. <laughs> but no. uh, um, did you hear about uh, the uh, John Morant, the superstar on the Grizzlies? What's going on with him? I don't even know who that is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, little trouble, little trouble. Um Kind of a series of events that led to just the other day, I guess, uh, after a game, a loss, no less, when the Grizz lost to the Nuggets uh, at like 5 a.m. He was on Instagram live in the the, the club, the strip club, and uh, he was holding a gun. So, big no-no, <laughs> bad look, and... Uh, the Grizz have like suspended him two games. I don't know if the NBA will suspend him any more on top of that. But did, was he pulling? A, did he pull it out of a bag? Nah, he he I, he was holding it really weird too. Like he's like holding it by like the top corner. It was really who is this weird looking? Ja Morant. John. J A Ja. Morant. Yeah. And it's like a whole thing because uh, this before that, um, like just this past Wednesday, there was a story about like last summer, he like punched this boy, this this seventeen year old 
the boy. <laughs> they were laughing about the article on the, the mismatch, but because they kept referencing it, the boy. But uh, Morant supposedly like punched him, this kid in the head, a bunch of times last summer, and then like his mom called him to the mall and he showed up with a bunch of people and was like threatening people. And then there was like trouble in January, like the Pacers were threatened and some red laser was like pointed at the, the Pacers bus or something. I don't know. So yeah, trouble for, uh, for John Morant here. All right. I see this picture running around. I don't know what's around his neck. Some big, gold thing. I don't, I don't know what that is. Yeah, he's holding the gun. Well, this is hand this is fingering on the trigger, but Yeah, it's like oddly like up top. Like I don't know. Either I saw way, like, I saw I saw another picture of this guy. He has like this weird thing. He has this weird thing where like you can't take like what people obviously say on the internet like of course you, you can't. can't. Listen to my last to episode, everyone. <laughs> yeah, you can't take that to heart. But like, what I'm saying is like, for all this stuff he's doing, he actually already has like this terrible reputation. Like everybody thinks he's this fake wannabe gangster, and he's like this NBA player, and he shouldn't be doing this stuff. And then like he actually does. He keeps trying to like prove he's hard and he's the man and he's the gangster. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. He's people are talking about like, yeah, like he got this, he got his own Nike shoe. Now the John Morant ones, they're not even out yet. Uh, he's got this deal with Powerade, and it's like, you made it, but he's like trying to lose it. I mean, real G's just, Keep it on the under. They don't need to be running around doing this type of bullshit. But I don't I don't know this gentleman. Who knows? Maybe he is about that life. I don't know. This is the first I've ever heard of him. But I have seen this picture. And the picture I saw it was obviously photoshopped uh, because it was this gentleman. And uh, there's a bag in front of him. And he's holding a gun. He's like he's pulling a gun out of the bag. I, w- yeah. I was wondering, is this real? Yeah. The thing that's weird, what weird is I just saw that picture today. <laughs> Right. So, it's it's right. big talk. It's like I'll, I'll, most people, the NBA season is so good, but this is what everybody's talking about because it's like drama and it's like a story. And he is a superstar. He's one of the best players in the league. He's great. But like all the talk online, like I'm saying, is like he's he he's got the success. He's got it all, but he like wants to throw it away. Like he's... He's made it big in the world, but he wants to make it big in the hood. I, I don't know. I, I don't know this gentleman. I mean, it's up to him if he's going to throw his career down the drain. So I, right. I, I, don't, I don't know. good, too. He's, he's a star. He's one of the best in the league. So. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, don't, I don't know what's happening <laughs> right. Somebody put up a picture of, um, or it's a video of, um, I think it, he was, it was Marlon Wayne's. He was on. Um, oh, uh, uh, don't be a menace. Don't be a menace. <laughs> Somebody threw yeah. a picture of that. Uh, well, it's a video. I, I just yeah. sent you. I just sent you a screenshot because if you know this jaw guy, his hair yep. is all crazy. <laughs> yep. So, 
<laughs> Somebody threw that up uh, on Twitter. Exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Don't be a menace, but uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what's. Oh, it's a video of him holding the gun. Right. I thought it was. Yeah, a picture. he went on Instagram Live. He he ratted on himself. He did it to himself. Oh, that's his own fault. Unless he comes back and says, no, nah, I was fake. But, uh, no, he already apologized. And I'm stepping damage away. Is done. I'm better myself. Stay out of the club if you're in the spotlight. That's that's the only thing I can say. Right. We, ain't, we ain't in the spotlight, so we can go in the club. But we rarely yeah. go to the club. We rarely we, we'd be the old players in the club. I don't even right. remember even the last time I even went to the club. <laughs> uh, yeah. That ain't me. I got other things to do. But um, it was funny. Um, I don't know if he still had it, but uh, dang it! Or I don't know if he maybe he got rid of it, but. Uh, Oh yeah, here it is. So the one of the guys, Chris Vernon, uh, the the show I mainly listen to, the mismatch. It just so happens he is from Memphis. He covers the Grizzlies. Jaws his guy, but he says right here from the very first story. I've said I'm worried. To whom much is given, much is expected. When the weight flips to recklessness, we've seen it too many times. It's not that I don't know the consequences. It's that I don't care. I hope someone cares enough before it's too late for him. And he was like talking about uh, people coming at him for like, oh, you're defending him. You're defending him. <laughs> defending him. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's crazy. crazy like that. Yep. Um, but to roll in the TV, I know, I know you mentioned uh, Survivor. These two are going to be talking about new Survivor. I'm talking about uh, the first uh, heroes and villains. We we got into it. Um, I don't know how many episodes we're in, but man, these guys are are bugging me. Um, the ones I heroes? the one no out of the villains. These are the ones I don't like. I don't like Courtney. I don't like uh, Rob Boston. Rob Randy's getting on my nerves. The older guy and Russell. I don't know. He just thinks he's hella cool. He he bugs me. Yeah. Uh, out of the heroes, the ones that's bugging me are uh, uh, no scratch Randy. Uh, he already got the boot, <laughs> so scratch him. I was thinking of this other guy. He's one of the heroes. His name is Tom. Tom and Colby. Those two guys are getting on my nerves. They think they're so Captain America. Yeah, I, they <laughs> they they're killing me. Um, Stephanie, she's she already got the boot. She her eyebrows were bugging me. So I'm glad that she got the she got booted. Uh, Amanda's still in there. She's the one that I was like, ooh, who was this? Uh, JT, he's still hella cool. Rupert's awesome. James, uh, the young black gentleman, James cool. Uh, I like him. Um, he, you know, uh, his kind of misfortune. He played the game a ton of times, ton of seasons. He always gets hurt. That's his yeah. like thing. I mean, the worst one was uh, Rupert broke his, I guess, broke his toe in three spots. That's what they said. Rob, uh, Boston Rob kind of just, oh, I don't feel good. And then he blacked out or something. I don't know. I, I didn't. That seemed fake. 
<laughs> because it, it, this is why I think it he's was a fake. gamer too. He's a gamer, you know. This is why I think it was fake. Because when he was laying there and nobody was around, the camera guy was right there filming the whole thing with the low angles and, and all of this. And I'm like, if there was something really wrong with him, that cameraman wouldn't have kept filming him. But who knows? Maybe the way they cut it, he might have got on the radio. Hey, man, Rob's over here laying on the ground. And they're probably yelling, just keep filming. But I mean, I think you would yeah. spring in that. You would spring into action to like, hey man, are you all right? You all right? I, I would have bought that more if the camera guy put the camera down and just, hey man, bro, bro, I mean, right. hey man, we need help over here. I would have believed that more. But the bro, Rob was just laying there, eyes rolling around. I was like, nah, I don't know about this, but you got to do it for for the dramatic. <laughs> He's a gamer. He's a gamer. For sure. He gets on my nerves. I love that Boston accent, but this fool bugs me. But the main guy that bugs me the most is Russell. Uh, he he just thinks he's a ladies' man and everything. Yeah. Coach is awesome, only because I know him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I'm liking what's happening. I, I kind of want to go back and start from the beginning, but I am not going through forty four, four. or five seasons. Four forty four. I don't have that much time, everyone. I still got a ton of other things I need to watch, and I can't <laughs> be caught get caught up in in Survivor for forty four yeah. seasons or. Uh, what uh, forty-two seasons? I have to watch because I'm. I think after this season of uh, Survivor Heroes Villains, I'm. I'm good for a while. Right. Just be, just because I'm getting ready for for the 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 um the coach interview. So it's the only reason I'm I'm watching all this. But I I still got I got mainly more questions on about the environment, especially on this one because it seems to be raining all the time. And I want to know how cold. I, I've never been to Samoa, so I don't know if it if it's warm there all the time or if it's gets cold because they're right by the beach and it's raining and everyone's like half naked, right? And they're all cold. But well, I I told you now these these years for years now it's only Fiji. They don't go anywhere else anymore. They've got right. their spot in Fiji. That's where every Survivor season has taken place for like. Years. <laughs> all right. I can't remember well, the last time it was somewhere else. All right. What's going on this new season? Because I'm so not the watching. New season. Um, interestingly, uh, right away, I text you this too. Like they they show up in these boats. They get on the beach. They meet Jeff, and they get into the first challenge. The very first challenge. Like the very first moments of the challenge this guy runs across the beach and they have this contraption you've got to crawl under and the guy hella hard rams his head in the top of it bangs it and before he gets under and he completely gashes his head open <laughs> so in the opening moments of the season this guy gets tore up jeff has to stop the game they call in the medics they uh, take care of him or whatever. He gets a huge bandage on his head. He's got blood pouring all over his face. <laughs> so it's Damn. a whole thing. And then fast forward, later in the day, he's at camp. And then like people are all trying to talk. He's not talking. And he just walks off. And he's like, are you okay? He goes and sits on the beach. And then they bring in all the production again. And he's like, oh, my head's killing me. And he's like crying and the doctor says, yeah, we're going to pull him. Oh, I don't want to leave. 
yeah. So before you even really start the game, there's one down. <laughs> well, then that's just one less uh, tribal council that they got to go through. Yeah, but they do because it literally was. I mean, they do one for the first episode, obviously, because they continue to play the game. So, um, and then at the first regular challenge, he has to stop the challenge again. Another guy, like dehydrated. They bring in the IV, hook him up, and then like switch him out with somebody, and then they just continue. And he doesn't leave the game. He's fine. But do they not drink water? I'm sure it's hot there or humid. They do. And they made a point to like show when Jeff stopped the game there. Like everybody else got in the shade. Everybody else was drinking water. They like, I think they on purposely meant to show that like, okay, yeah, we make it hard on them. But yeah, we're not like not giving them water <laughs> resources. <laughs> Because they don't give them food or nothing, right? They give no. them a little, and no. then you got to win Yeah, it. they give them like a handful of rice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, in one of these last challenges, they go, yeah, if you guys win, we're giving you a, a week's worth of rice. Uh, and the other guys are eating clams. I might rather eat nothing than eat those things. But there's a lot of wild chickens running around. Um, I'd eat it just to eat them, but... Yeah, they don't have no like salt or anything. Well, I don't know if you guys have ever just eaten chicken plain with no no kind of seasoning on it. Maybe some of you do. Maybe that's the only way you eat it. I nah, I I need seasoning on any kind of meat that I eat. <laughs> so, I mean, and if it, if it's just salt, that's fine. I mean, I I just but I need something something on there. And I like my meat cooked. Everybody, I'm not this. Uh, sitting my meat sitting in a plate of blood. No, hell no. My mine's gotta be cooked. But that's me, everyone. <laughs> but uh I there'd be no way I could do this. Maybe in my younger years, uh, maybe in the beginning of this and when it first started I probably could have done it, but now, nah. Unless they do uh, old yeah. survivor and you're only there for like two weeks. Maybe I could do that, but you could do uh, it with young Sheldon, I see. I'm not <laughs> for not a month. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> For a uh, month it's only 26 and, days now. That, that, hell no, that, that's too much. And no, nah, I'm cut good. it. They cut it to 26 days. I was watching this one. I don't. It was one of those just funny sketch shows. They did a uh, hood survivor, <laughs> and uh, they took these white people and uh, put them out in the hood. <laughs> and they had to survive there for uh, I don't know how long, but <laughs> it was hell of funny. I can't remember what show I was watching that. Um. Well, one of those little sketch com it wasn't Saturday Night Live. It was one of those little wannabe Saturday Night Live shows. But uh, the Hood Survivor. <laughs> but, right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I can't get into anymore. This is it. After this first right. season season of Heroin Villains, I'm. I'm out. I'm tapping out. But um, the only I'll, TV. Uh, yeah, I'll swing into the the next one just because it's. Uh, Reality related, something I mentioned before, uh, the traders. I mentioned the U.S. version on Peacock uh, just recently. They added the U.K. and the Australian versions of the show, so I was excited to check those out. Uh, like I mentioned on the show before, 
The U.S. version of the Traders for me was ruined by Kate from Below Deck. Uh, that season had half people who had been on reality TV before and half all new players. Uh, the U.K. season ended up being really good. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, that was with all people who hadn't been on reality TV before, too, which I think actually kind of helped, um, interestingly enough. But, uh, yeah, I was uh, hoping you'd uh, check out an episode because uh, I this is something I'd, I'd wonder about uh, your interest in playing because it's not as long as Big Brother. It's not like survivalist like survivor but uh, this idea of this game like it is almost like a big brother style game except for it's made up of the the uh faithful and the traitors and every day the um they do events but then they also come back and they sit around a round table and the faithful because there's there's only uh three traitors and everybody rest is faithful. So the first, they have a faithful roundtable, and the faithful try to vote out a traitor. Everybody gets a vote, just like a vote out in Survivor or Big Brother or whatever. And, you know, if they get a traitor, they get a traitor. Great, and that's good. But the odds actually are, because there's so many people, you, it's like 24 people or something, the odds are you're actually going to get rid of one of your own, the faithful. So... Once they're done with that, then the traitors get to meet and they get to eliminate somebody too. They get to agree with somebody between themselves if you're a traitor. And it's a whole theatrical thing. Like they put on capes and meet. In the Australian one, they also wear a mask. So they actually look like uh, eyes wide shut. <laughs> Hell no. I wouldn't go to one of those parties. <laughs> no, thank you. I guess you gotta uh, be rich to go to those things, but now nah, I'm good. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I definitely be curious about your interest. In, like, I feel like it would be more fun as a trader. And I think actually you would like the trader game more because you have to obviously pretend you're a faithful when you're actually a trader and you get to take place. You get to take part in two votes a day. So and this is on Peacock. Yeah, highly recommend the UK season. It's highly entertaining, dramatic, well done. The gameplay is good. Yeah, highly recommend the Traders. Right, it's not the best one. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, Chris Rock Selective Average special? Well, the funny thing was, uh, this was supposedly Netflix's first live event thing. Uh, I saw a few commercials where they were teasing it like, it's live, you're going to want to tune in for this. So I didn't really think too much about it, but then at the, it just so happened at the time I turned on Netflix around like 8, 10 last night, it started, I guess at 7, around 8, 10, I turned it on and I tuned in just in time for him getting the applause and like waving to the crowd. So. I didn't hear him say one word. I just saw him wave to the crowd, walk off. And then I saw, I don't know if, because um, you obviously saw in the replay, it went right into this after show thing uh, with Dana Carvey. And um, oh, what's his name? That uh, comedian, Joe Dirt. 
Oh, uh, David Spade, Narcinio yeah, Hall. Spade. Yeah, David Spade, and then yeah, Arsenio was there. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there, and um, also what's his name from uh, Larry David's show, and uh, he was in the Blockbuster show. Which guy? <sighs> he was the. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. <laughs> did you finish Blockbuster? I don't think I finished it. I didn't, uh, but I'm going to put it in right now because I want to see uh, who I'm talking about. JB Smooth. Oh, that guy? He's hella yeah, funny. He was there. So, and yeah, they did like an after show. So I saw like a few minutes uh, on on that and I was like, well, I didn't see it, so no point in <laughs> sticking around. And what was interesting was at that moment, they didn't have it ready to... I couldn't just press, pl like, play from the beginning at that moment. It was still a live event, so I couldn't, like, go to the beginning of it. So it was weird. For other, was they do other live stuff. Like, you either gotta be there from the beginning, or wait till it's truly done and then they put it up <laughs> that's what that's what i hate about wwe being on peacock now when they have their own network if you turned you came in and you missed the first hour of whatever pay-per-view is they gave you the option to start from the beginning or just start from where it's at right then now on peacock you can't do that right. you can't rewind nothing and this thing um I watched it. Uh, I don't know what time we started. I think we started around 10, maybe. And um, you couldn't rewind. It lets you, because I, I, Renee missed something because I was laughing too loud. So I hit rewind and it wouldn't go. Oh. So, uh, you, can probably, you can rewind it now, but then you could, even hours after this whole special. Damn. But uh, I thought it was funny. I mean, I like Chris Rock. I didn't think his last special was very funny. How but this the, is the one data stuff. Oh, uh, that was all at the very end, and you just missed it. That was the last thing he was talking about. Oh wow! But the stuff all he said before was funny. I mean, I like Chris Rock. He's always funny to me, even before he became huge. Chris Rock. I remember seeing him when like nobody knew who he was, and I thought it was funny then. So, and every time he popped up in things, I was like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> there was. <laughs> But uh, he kind of went after a lot of people with some other things. He went after um, that Megan Markley Mark or whatever, the one that married um, yeah, Markle. Harry. Uh, he kind of started, he, he was going off on them on because uh, she was like, oh, I didn't know the royal family was going to be like this. And uh, he was going off about that, saying that they were the most racist, they were the OGs of racism. <laughs> I thought that was hella funny. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was a regular Chris Rock special. Everyone tuned in just because they wanted to see the end. Uh, if you guys don't have Netflix and you still wanted to see it, go to Twitter. That whole ending when he was going off on Will Smith is on there already. It was on there, like, before I even started it. I kind of went on Twitter and just typed in Chris Rock because I wanted to see how it went. And it was nothing but those videos. It was just people like held up their uh, phones to the TV screen and, and, and made a video right. of that part. But um, I thought the whole special was funny. Uh, I laughed through a lot of it. Renee was just kind of sitting there. I think she was just tired. But 
when it once it got to the end with the whole Will Smith, Will Smith stuff, man, he went off, and it was hell funny. I was I was dying, and I agree with him. He it was like I think it was like a year since that uh, that incident happened at the Oscars last year, or was it earlier this year? I don't know. <laughs> no, it was last year. It was last year. Um, I think it was last year. Uh, I think it was like a day shy of, of when it happened because he's like, yeah, it's been a year now. Because every now and then, he, he when he was talking about uh, some kind of other rapper, he goes, uh, "Yeah, I don't, he goes, I don't want any more rappers being mad with me." And he said that like a couple times. And the last time that he said that, that's when he went into the to the Will Smith stuff. But uh, he lit up Jada hard. <laughs> I thought that was hella funny. And then when he was calling Will Smith the bitch, or he goes, he wasn't, he was like, when this thing happened between Jada and Will, he was going off. He goes, everybody was calling, man, he's a bitch. He's a bitch for letting this happen. And it may, because what he said, man, I mean, I agree with it. He went off. He was like, you know what? He goes, he looked like a bitch because he let Jada interview him. On that whole situation, if you guys watch that, I've only seen clips of it. I've never seen the whole little uh, intervention or whatever the hell they wanted to call it when she was saying what she had done, her entanglements. And that's when everyone was like, man, he's a bitch for doing that. He's a bitch for that. And then he goes, yeah, everybody was calling him a bitch. Everybody, other famous people, other talk shows and everything. He said, I tried to reach out to Will to say I got his back to make sure he, he, he was okay. He goes, but he didn't answer me. And he goes, and everybody was calling him a bitch. And then this motherfucker hit me. <laughs> um, it, it's the Oscars. People joke. Everyone's going, uh, well, he, uh, Chris Rock shouldn't have said anything about uh, her condition. He didn't say anything about her condition. All he was saying, he goes, uh, G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. And I don't know if that's. I mean, he was just commenting on her hair. Did he? Did he know she had that condition? I don't know. But I mean, I mean, Will Smith laughed at it. But then when he saw that she was all mad, that's when he sprung into action and did it. So, but, um, but yeah, man, he lit into them hard, and it was hella funny. And then that was like that was the last stuff he said. He was going off, and they just dropped the mic and started waving to the crowd, and then walked off stage. <laughs> but. Uh, if you if you guys have Netflix and all you want to see is that it's like the last maybe ten minutes, if that. But um, though I thought the whole special was funny, I was laughing my ass off through a lot of it, and the ending was awesome. And he waited a year to say something. Everyone, because people were going after him. How come you didn't do nothing? How come you didn't do nothing? And he was like, Nah, because he was like, uh, My parents raised me right. And he said, If you're gonna do stuff like that. Don't do it in front of white people. Then he just dropped the mic and walked off the stage. <laughs> I was hella funny. I was dying. But I thought it was a good special. I want to watch it again because uh, there were some other jokes that I thought were hilarious. And there was times where I was laughing too hard. And that's when I tried to rewind it. And I couldn't. So, But I, I want to go back and rewatch the whole thing. But yeah, like I said, uh, the last Chris Rock special that he did, that was way before the slap and everything. Um, it was okay. I mean, I, I chuckled and everything, but um, I, I hadn't seen him do a special in a while because when he was dropping the specials uh, left and right, man, those were hella funny. But then um, I didn't even know the special was coming on until someone had mentioned it to me and I was like, oh, okay. And then 
I didn't realize it was live last night. So, but I enjoyed the whole thing. I thought it was hilarious. Again, I want to rewatch it. And um, if you guys saw it, because I mean, you go on Twitter, you go on whatever, and everyone's voicing their opinions on it. I thought it was funny, but I understand what people are saying that he shouldn't have said this, he shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> he's a comedian, and uh, sometimes they just say say whatever they're gonna say. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I noticed um, with uh, today's generation on the way things are going within the world and everything, or here in America. Like Andrew Dice Clay, he's he's back on stage and he's doing uh, his stand up again. I've been a fan of his. Can he do the stuff he did in the beginning of his career in the eighties and nineties? I don't think so. I'd love to see what he's what he does on stage now. I haven't seen any videos of him, um, but I follow his Instagram page and I love all the dumb little uh, crazy videos he does on there. But um, all the comedians I grew like Eddie Murphy, if he got back up on stage to do uh, a special which everybody wants him to do, but he says no. Um, could he be the Eddie Murphy that, that we grew up with from the 80s? Could he be delirious? Could he be raw again? I don't think so. Because if you watch those now, they're still funny to me, but I think a lot of people will take offense to some of the stuff that any older comedian would say. I noticed that there's some up-and-coming comedians that I say, I man, they, they don't give a fuck because nobody knows who they are. They say whatever the hell they want to say. But I think if you're in the spotlight already, I mean, you got to watch what you do and watch what you say. Like like this gentleman with the gun. <sighs> he shouldn't have done that if he's already in the spotlight. Maybe if it was some little scrub that's sitting on the bench all the time and he was in the club with a gun, no one would have probably batted an eye twice. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But overall, in the end, I thought the special was funny. I liked it. If people, if you don't like the things that he said, I mean, that's your right not to like what he said. Was it, was it funny from beginning to end? I mean, that was the kind of times I just went, eh, or chuckled. But there was some times where I was laughing hella hard, and I missed stuff. But I like Chris Rock. I will continue to, if he does more uh, uh, comedy specials. I know he came to Reno, like, right after all the Oscar stuff, but that sold out so fast. And everybody, I think, I think he had that tour already. I'm pretty sure I'm positive. He already had that tour set up before all that thing happened. Because I mean, I was hearing things, everybody with his shows were selling out left and right, right after the incident. Cause they were saying they thought he was going to go. He was going to talk about it. I mean, no, he didn't. He saved it for a year for a special. So everyone could see it. So, because I did notice, I, I've heard that um, at his shows, he there was no cell phones. You get caught with them, they're going to take it or just don't bring it in. And I think at some places, they made you check your cell phone in. I don't know. But he didn't go into any of it during that tour, but he saved it for this year for his Netflix live special. And I thought it was funny. The thing that bugged me the most about the whole thing was his backdrop. It was a bunch of red lights and with some, you guys are looking pictures of it or if you saw it. I don't know. His backdrop kept bugging me. I was just, mm. uh, I don't know. It was just something that I didn't like. <laughs> it, it, it didn't take away from the jokes, but it was, it kept, I, I don't know. I'm one of those guys that likes to count things for some reason. Like I'll count the, the road signs going by or I'll count the cracks in the street or 
whatever. I don't know. That's just me, everyone. My OCD, I guess. But I kept counting those those, those little things in the background. Uh, we all have our weird ticks, and that's one of mine. But yeah, I mean, that was the thing that was bugging me. But other than that, I mean, the special was awesome. Watch it if you want. Um, and yeah, that was uh, Chris Rock, um, selective outrage. That's what he called it. Said Will Smith has selective outrage. <laughs> so, uh, it's funny. Again, if you just want to see the end and you don't have Netflix, go to Twitter. And uh, there's a bunch of videos on there of just that ending part and when he was going off. So, well, I mean, Chris Rock, you're still funny in my book. Rock on, man. All right. I got a couple more. I'll get them real quick. Just got a couple of questions for you on them. Uh, first up, Party Down. The long-awaited return for this series. Had you ever seen the original two seasons of Party Now? Never heard of it. Never heard of it, yeah. Uh, show from 2009 and 2010. Uh, that show starred Adam Scott, Ken Marino, Jane Lynch, Ryan Hansen, Martin Starr, Lizzie Kaplan. And then it had, um, it was the kind of thing where it had like a whole bunch of guest stars. If you remember back that far, that's when uh, uh, Kevin Hart was actually still coming up. He wasn't as big as he became to be. He had a little uh, guest spot in one of the episodes. Uh, but yeah, uh, the second season ended uh, in 2010. And so it's been away for 13 years. And it just came back for, uh, for a new season, for season three, all these years later. Um, it's really exciting. And now uh, pretty much everybody's back. Adam Scott, Ken Marino, Jane Lynch, uh, Jennifer Gardner's in the first episode, uh, Martin Starr, Megan Mullally. Uh, I know you're a fan of her uh, character on uh, Parks. That's uh, Nick Offerman's wife. Yeah. Tammy. Yeah, she was in actually she was uh, she joined the cast in season two of party down. So now she's back here for this. Ryan Hansen's back. The only person, uh, Oh yeah. James Marsden, uh, guest stars in this first episode of this new season. The only person, the main person who's not back, who was big in the original series is, uh, Lizzie Kaplan, uh, her Casey Klein character. She isn't returned, but, um, it was cool. They didn't act like she just disappeared. They actually used footage of her. Like she made it like they used red carpet footage of it. So basically what party down is it's described as here on IMDb, a group of actors moved to Los Angeles to make it big, but end up working as caterers. Eh, kind of, but it, it's, it's, I, I couldn't highly recommend this more. Like, it's the kind of like almost darker adult comedy that like uh, Always Sunny in Philly is. Like it was when when o Always Sunny in Philly was in its early seasons. That's when Party Down was out too, and it was kind of like if you liked Sunny, you'll like Party Down. That kind of thing, and it's the kind of thing where like every episode, like going. For example, back to 2009, like the first one is like a homeowner's annual party. The second one is uh, California college conservative parties where uh, Arnold is supposed to show up to that one. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, anyways, on and on. Just different. Each episode is like themed to kind of around a different party. And it's about these caterers who like don't necessarily love their job. It's that kind of thing. And yeah, it was Adam Scott's thing before he uh, was on Parks and Rec. He was on Party Down. So yeah, it's back. I'm excited. It's cool because they like get into a little bit like of, you know, where the characters have been. Like all of these 13 years later. <laughs> so. Did you watch any um, Tulsa King? I didn't. What's his name in that too? Martin Starr? Oh, yeah. He's, he's one of the main guys. He's one of um, Stallone's main dudes in that. Wow. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that show, um, that show was awesome. I love it. I want to rewatch that whole season. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it for real. Because I've been wanting to. So it's hella good. <laughs> yeah. But I, I definitely recommend this. Uh, his character on this, Martin Starr, he always was this guy. He's interested only in hard sci-fi. So it's funny, like, just in real life, the way this, you know, you know shows always rub up on me. And, like, I always take things from things and make, like, the quotes and, like, things remind me of things. Whenever, like, I hear something is, like, a harder sci-fi, I can't help but think of his character from Party Down. What is this on? It's uh, it's it's hidden away on stars. It always was. But where I first watched it, I didn't have stars back in 2009, 2010. I bought the DVDs and I bought it because of the recommendation that like four fans of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, if you like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, watch this. And so I went on a limb and I bought it and I love it. And right now, if you do have access to stars, uh, which is funny, I only still had access to stars because I got it for when you were visiting here to watch aliens and I was going to cancel it. And now party down is here. So I got to keep it <laughs> to at least uh, keep up with this season of party down, which looks like it's not very long. It looks like it's only going to be six episodes. And yeah. So in the market, I have stars through Amazon and yeah, only, same. Yeah. only the first two seasons or season two and three are on. They don't season see one. one anymore? Uh-uh. Not on, the on, other day. not on... I just looked. <laughs> oh, that's whack. Because I watched the first episode, and then I went back and watched all season one. Oh, season uh, one is on Hulu. Oh. That's probably why it's not. That's probably... It's funny. Just the other day, it was on, it was on there. Because I went straight from the the season premiere of season three back to season one. And I started rewatching season one. Well, someone must've been watching this cause I've never seen this show. And it looks like, you know, when you click on it and did I watch yeah. this episode? There's lines across. I don't know. Maybe Eric was watching it, but it's hella good. I couldn't recommend the show more. It's so good. It's so, I, I think it's, I think it's going back to stars because on the Hulu it says expiring in 10 days. Oh, okay. So maybe it's going back to <laughs> regular stars. I, I don't know. but Yeah, it's so freaking good. So funny. Um, like, for example, the California College Conservative one, the uh, season one, episode two. I was actually going to send you this clip because I think you actually find it pretty funny. So, um, What's his name? I think he went on to play. Uh, yeah, Josh Gad went on to play like Olaf and everything. Um, he's like the main 
he plays the main California college conservative guy who wants to gift Arnold when he gets there this uh, flag, this battle, this battle scene flag from Iraq or something, Afghanistan or something, and it's all dirty and battles worn and they're going to do it. And um, the main guy for Party Town, he ends up um, accidentally. Um, it, it like he he needs to clean this piece of clothing and it ends up he ends up accidentally throwing the flag in there too so this like battle-worn flag gets all cleaned and he's like oh no and so he goes out to the parking lot and, and he lights it on fire and is like stomping on it and trying to throw dirt on it and he's yelling at adam scott he's like come on help me he's like it's gotta look like it's bullets and everything and he's like what are you going to do? Are you going to be a winner? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Adam Scott's like, is that what you're doing? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm a winner. So what are you going to be? He's like, I don't know. You're the one burning an American flag. <laughs> and then like, he turns around and like all the like conservatives are watching him. <laughs> what season is this a new season? Yeah. Like I said, after 13 okay. years. All right. So it's been away forever and out of nowhere it's come back. Um, of all people, uh, the one of the people behind it, uh, Ant-Man's own, Ant-Man himself, Paul Rudd, he's always been one of the like uh, producers of this. He's one of the people behind it. So I don't think he's appeared too in the original two seasons or uh, so far here. Just this third season just started. So, but... Cause he popped up in uh, Parks and Rec, right? One episode, but I think it was yeah. before before he was Ant Man. <clears throat> yeah, Party Down, hella good, hella funny. Um, couldn't recommend it more. But uh, oh, oh well, a show that I, 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 we just totally forgot about it. Um, what the heck was? Oh, it was called Love on the Spectrum. Uh, if you guys. Watch that show. Uh, I believe the second season, uh, I think it popped up on 2001. Because uh, Renee and I watched that first season back when it first came on. Uh, uh, all these young uh, men and women with uh, autism and uh, just trying to find love. So we, we started watching that last night. Man, I love this show. If you guys have seen the first season, it's just... Um, Two guys that were on that are, are back. Michael and I can't remember the other gentleman's name. Uh, they are back uh, on the show. And uh, it's funny. It's just these guys, man. They're just guys and gals just trying to find love. And uh, they're on the spectrum. So I, I really love this show. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, check it out. It's a little heartwarming show. I mean, everyone, everybody wants love. So uh, these guys are out there doing it. Shout out to Michael, man. He, 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 came, back for the, he, came, out, he came back for the second season. Uh, he's out there trying to get his. So cool, right on. Uh, another show, you guys. If you guys haven't watched it, I've talked about it before. The whole the whole series is 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 over with. Uh, Atypical. Uh, I love that whole series. Definitely check that one out. Uh, Sam, the main character, he he's on the spectrum, and he's just trying to live his life and everything. But love on the spectrum. There's two seasons on Netflix. Uh, definitely check it out. It's it's a cool little show, man. Every after each uh, episode, I think there's only four or five episodes this season. Or this new season, which probably came out a year or so ago. 
But um, because they do remit, they do mention uh, lockdown. So uh, definitely uh, check that check that one out. I mean, they check check out this season. So I guess maybe they filmed the first season and then all the world fell apart and they came back and started filming more. So, but yeah, Love on the Spectrum. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's an awesome show. Uh, seven young adults on the autism spectrum uh, dive headfirst into the dating pool, exploring the unpredictable world of love and relationships. Awesome show. Love on the spectrum. Check them out. Check it out. Both seasons on Netflix. Awesome. All right. Next up for me real quick show. I already talked about, but I want to check in again because uh, we're almost here at the end of the season. Finale's uh, coming up this Wednesday. Poker face. Man, am I loving this show. Uh, every episode's been awesome so far. Every episode, hella guest stars. It's been exciting. Uh, the one I wanted to mention in reference to you, because you can technically jump around in the show. It has a continue, like I said you know, before, and like you saw, she's on the run. So there's like a, a continuing story of her being on the run. But every basically every episode is its own, and you could jump around. Uh, episode eight, the Orpheus syndrome with, uh, Nick Nolte, uh, Cherry Jones and Luis Guzman. This one is, uh, a special effects artist unearths a past project to find closure from the guilt of a fatal onset accident. When old demons resurface, Charlie is left to unravel a new deadly plot. The reason why I'm recommending this one to you and why I think you'd like it so much is, uh, Nolte, plays an old school um, horror director um, and uh, like he does like effects like in the style of like uh, like Harryhausen type effects like retro old school type effects so I think you'd actually really like the just just that part of it on its own the fact like the character that Nolte plays I do. I do want to watch the whole series because I want. I watched the first episode and then the episode that uh, we watched That's when I was at your house. Um, I, I like what's going on, and I, I want to continue more. It's I'm really good. Trying to get through some other things. The most recent one, the penultimate episode, episode nine of ten, that came out this last Wednesday. It was finally the uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt episode. Was waiting for him to show up. So exciting to see him show up but yeah every episode's really been awesome i'm super excited it's already been renewed for a season two so uh i assume we won't see it any sooner than next year but man i i i love these so much like when it first came out they threw up the first four i almost wish they would have uh only thrown up maybe the first two made it last a little longer but that's fine too. We get the tenth and final episode here this Wednesday. Alrighty. What else? Uh, think that's all the TV. Oh, I had one more. I had one more. One more uh, Netflix. I kind of doubt you checked this out or had any interest in it. But did you see uh, Full Swing on Netflix? I did not. It uh, 
follows behind the scenes of what it takes to compete and win at the highest level in men's professional golf, following PGA players through their wins and losses across a grueling season of competition, including the PGA Tour and for the first time ever, all four of golf's major championships. The Masters, PGA, U.S. Open, and Open Championship. In addition, it documents their failures and wins on the course. The series digs deeper into the personal lives of some of the most talented golfers and their families, rivalries, and an impressive amount of drama. Uh, it's an eight-episode series. So far, I've watched the first four. Frenemies with Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. Uh, Winner Go Home with Brooks Kepka. Money or Legacy with Ian Poulter and the whole LIV thing and uh, Imposter Syndrome with Joel Damon. Um, even if you're not into golf and the only time I, I really know what's going on in, with golf in the golf world is because I'm almost just subjected to it by the fact that I keep up with uh, sports news and sports center and having sports center on when things are happening like the masters or the open championship. I, you can't help, but see it if you watch uh, sports news coverage. So that's how I'm, you know, relatively familiar with the players. The other thing, uh, which you may or may not have heard, is this whole LIV thing, the live thing, live golf. Because uh, uh, I think it, I, something might similarly be going on. Like, uh, uh, is it true uh, WWE might be getting sold to uh, Saudi Arabia? Uh, I just heard that was, no, not true. Okay. Well, that's what LIV is. It's Saudi-backed, which um, has – it's interesting because um, – it's interesting. I was talking with Joel about this when we were on our Disneyland trip at the start of the year, and he was talking about how, like – he's like – I'm like the only person he said that I he knows he could talk this out. Nobody else would uh, know about it, even though, like, you know, both of us aren't, like, huge golf fans, but we just have a general awareness of it, and um, – the whole thing with live is they started up this whole new golf outside PGA. PGA is obviously not happy about it. And they're like, if you go play with them, you can't play with us anymore, basically. But the thing with live is they, they pay more and there are like perks to it. And obviously the biggest one is the money and the money is the, is the draw and everything. But, also, like the players, like right away, were like faced. They showed it on, in this uh, third episode, "Money or Legacy." Ian Poulter debates whether a lucrative LIV golf contract is worth giving up the PGA Tour card and facing the public scrutiny of his decision. And it really was like they showed one of these press conferences, and like the reporters were like lighting them up with like these questions about like these like reporters were like killed in Saudi Arabia for having these opinions and women's rights. And like, you know, they're hitting them with all these like heavy, hard hitting questions. And like, you are putting <laughs> kind of money over everything, I guess you could say, you know? So I don't know. The whole LIV thing is uh, definitely interesting. But 
either way, the whole thing is like these. It, it's it's interesting because they do say like you picked like a really interesting year. These documentary crew to like start covering golf because of this arrival of uh, live and whatnot and like the choice that these guys have and the whole ian poulter thing was interesting because he actually the money or legacy he did want the legacy of pga but also i didn't know this like these golfers get paid mad money for for doing these tournaments but at the same time i don't know if you knew this i didn't until i watched this but um if you don't make like the cut the like weekend cut for tournaments on the PGA tour, you actually get nothing. You only, if you're on, if you play the weekend uh, at tournaments, if you, if you're cut, if you don't make the cut, you, everything, all the money you spent, like traveling out to the event and everything, you don't get nothing and you don't get paid for, for, for playing. So that was the kind of thing with this Ian Poulter. He's like on in his career and he's in his forties now. And, he was like missing cuts at PGA, so it kind of made sense for him to uh, try the live thing and get paid, you know? That sucks. I mean, <laughs> thought you got paid regardless. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's a thing, PGA. Um, but yeah, they're like just interesting stories. Like that first episode, Frenemies, is just about the childhood best friends jordan spieth and justin thomas how they like they're friends but they battle on the course uh winner go home uh brooks kepka episode he like was winning and now he's kind of a punk but he's like in a big slump and he's like oh why do i keep losing and oh, i'm suck and he keeps missing cuts too so that follows him four was really interesting this imposter syndrome this joel damon guy i had never heard of him because he's he's a guy like somebody's gotta be at the bottom like of the board and like just make cuts and that's like this guy and he's like happy to do it and like everybody around him is like you could be so much better but he's happy with like just being okay like he's happy just to go along so that was like a really interesting story there about him so like i said it's actually like it's golf stories but it's like human stories too you know it's pretty interesting all right <clears throat> and that's full swing on netflix Is that it for tv i think oh, so I I don't have anything else. But. That's it. All right. Um, on to movies. This is a new one. Um, I didn't see all of it. I think I saw like maybe I don't even think half of it. But what I saw, I, I get what's going on and everything. I just want to. I just want to see how it plays out. Whether if you've seen, uh, I assume this is a remake. But we are talking about the 2023 new film, House Party. Aspiring club promoters and best buddies, D Damon and Kevin. I like how they went. Damon, he went. Damon, anyway, are barely uh, keeping things together, out of money, down on their luck, and about to lose the roofs over their heads. They need a huge windfall to make their problems go away. They soon decide to host the party of the year in an exclusive mansion, which just happens to belong to none other than NBA superstar. LeBron James. LeBron James. Uh, this is directed by 
Calmatic? Okay, everyone, who the heck is this? I think he does videos. I have no idea who this gentleman is. Yeah, he just done Lil Nas X, uh, Khalid, I think. And I guess he's directing White Man Can't Jump, the new one. But With Jack uh, Harlan is playing uh, the Woody character. Uh, I don't know. Come on. I don't think, about it either. Think of something new. <laughs> Especially after this house party. <laughs> think of something new. But, um... Yeah, House Party uh, 2023, Calmatic, uh, written by Jamal Orlori, Orlori and Stephen Glover. And this is stars Jacob Latimer, uh, Tossin Cole, and a bunch of other people. I have no idea. There were some people in there that uh, Alan Milano, uh, I noticed him from uh, Blackish, uh, Maya, or Mia, whatever her name is. Um, LeBron James, of course. So far, the only the only thing I've seen in LeBron was his other than I don't know if that's his real house. I don't know, but uh, there's a hologram of him, which I thought was funny, and Kid Cudi and a bunch of other people, and Kid and Play as well. I assume making an appearance because their names are here uh, in the cast. But Ooh, what I gonna... what I saw was funny. Uh, I'm going to continue to watch it. Um, Brian and I on stream fiends, we did the whole house party series. Uh, the, the three, the first three movies that were in the theater and then that fourth one, which was terrible. And then they did a, another house party film. I can't remember what year that came out. That one was okay. It wasn't, uh, the greatest, but, um, yeah, what all of the only, well, Chris, uh, from everybody hates Chris. Uh, his older brother was in it. He was uh, the main guy in it. And that was a House Party, uh, Tonight's the Night. That one came out in 2013. Uh, the first one was 1990. The second one was 1991. The third one, 1994. And then that there was a fourth one, which was terrible. Um, I can't tell you when that one came out. It came... Uh, 2013, it looks like. No, that was the there was a, there was one before that. The uh, early 2000s like 2001, 2002. I think so. Um Yeah, yeah House like 2001, House Party 4 down to the last minute. That one was garbage. Uh House Party Tonight's the Night, the one that came out in 2013, that was a little more updated. You couldn't play make their cameo on that one. Now it was better than the fourth one, but it was still like, yeah, what are you guys doing? But because I think that one was called, um, was it Kid and Play Presents House Party? Uh, no, it was just House Parties, uh, Tonight's Tonight. I don't even think uh, Kid and Play had anything to do with the uh, the fourth one, but um. Yeah, this one, uh, I want to continue to watch it. Uh, what I've seen is funny. Uh, I like these two uh, main characters, and I like the idea they want to make this uh, big party uh, so they can uh, keep money. Uh, one of the guys, I believe, Kevin, he is a uh, a father, and he just wants to uh, help keep his daughter, he said, in some private uh, school so or private daycare or whatever, whatever the hell they call it. And Demond... He's just uh, some guy just trying to, I think his mom's getting ready to kick him. Uh, that scene, when his mom came into the room and told him to get up and she started lighting him up and get a job and or she, she's going to kick him out of his house. 
I had to read. I watched that scene over and over because that scene was hella funny. But uh, so far, I like what's going on. I like these two main characters. Again, I didn't finish it, so I need to uh, sit down and finish the rest. And uh, I have a feeling I'm going to enjoy this one because so far, I liked what I've seen. And um, yeah, but uh, the ZZ watched the whole thing. What did you I think did. of it? So I thought it was okay. Um, and then upon finishing it, I did proceed back to the originals one, two, and three. And I liked those obviously so much more. So I jokingly said, was you said uh, something about the Creed film you're about to talk about, how it compared to another film. I said, I, you know, you said you liked it better. I said, yeah, I liked it better in 1990. <laughs> um, that's not to say whatever, you know, it's all right. Um, and a few, few cool things. Honestly, to me, the very best part, though, is during the credits. They have outtakes, and they are so good. That's where I was actually cracking up the most through the whole credits. It's, it's, they're great outtakes. Um, and one that, like, I can – I won't – obviously, I don't spoil it for you. One I can – Spoil is uh, this is a movie you don't one of the main characters shooting a basketball shot. Obviously, in the film, he shoots it and he hits it and he says his like little catchphrase, like, um, built like that, or it's, it's just different or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he says that, anyways. In the out and the outtakes, they show it took him like five, six, seven times. Shoot, brick, shoot, brick shoot brick shoot brick and then he finally made it and then he says the line <laughs> well this yeah, is the like age that. of digital I built, you can I built different <laughs> you can take a billion cut takes now not like in the good old days when it was all film when you got it all right good enough or or just special yeah. effects digital film is a whole lot easier you can probably go and erase that and and, and just record it again yeah. Uh, I had to look into this. LeBron James is um, one of the producers of this film. He had to have been. If the a ticket, he pops in again, or do we just get yeah. him in uh, the the hologram form? <laughs> so yeah, he does. AD Anthony Davis does. Um, Ex Cavalier, he's out of the NBA now. Tristan Thompson, he was on uh, the Cavs team. That won the title, 2016 against the Warriors. Uh, Tristan Thompson, he's in it. Yeah. Um, juveniles in it performing, which I found rather weird. Not that that's not like a catchy get-up song, but I don't know. It was like, yeah, if this was like, in the mid two thousands, <laughs> is he still around, or was taking it just over one of for it? the nine? It's this. It's in the lyrics of the song, taking over for the nine nine and the two thousand. Is it? Oh, okay. So it's an older track. I didn't even know yeah. he was still around. <laughs> yeah, juvenile. You know, back right. it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, what I've seen so far, it, it made me laugh. So I, I want to continue it. I mean, I have to. I've seen all the sure. other ones, but um, the first one being my... I like the first three. first one was hilarious. Uh, Robin Harris, rest in peace. Um, second one was just as funny when that's when they brought in um, Jamal. 
that character, uh, what's his name from uh, Young Black Teenagers? Uh, he was hella funny in that. The third one is when uh, David da- David from uh, Real World. Um, he uh, he was a guy that got booted off when they were in a uh, Real World L.A. He got kicked off the show. He was he replaced um, Martin Lawrence because Martin Lawrence only did the first two films, and they still needed a uh, I guess a, a third kick around comic relief dude. And uh, David is a comedian. Uh, I assume no. I don't know if he's still doing stand-up. I know he got into an accident because he was on that uh, that L.A. reunion of um, uh, Real World. And, uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he still had some issues uh, he was going on about. But, um, yeah, the first three films were hilarious. I've seen those in the theater. Uh, again, the fourth one and the fifth one, nah, not so good. But um, so far, I'm liking this one. I mean, I like what's, what's happening. They... Uh, they're, they're, they're going to throw this party in LeBron James's house. They uh, took his iPad and got all his contacts. I liked how they opened it up. Um, they uh, for for those of you that have iPads or are familiar with the Apple were with the the I, I guess they used voice recognition. I don't know if they got a, a facial recognition from the hologram because when they couldn't, he I can't open it. And then he held up the iPad to the LeBron James uh, hologram and then it opened up his iPad, so they were able to get through into all his contacts and they were going to try to invite all these famous people to, to, to come to some party. Um, I assume, I don't know if they're charging. I don't know. I mean, don't tell me, <laughs> I'm like, you're trying to make money. You're just inviting people to this party. I don't know. Maybe they do some other things to get sponsors or whatever, but I mean, I like what's happening so far. I want to, I'm going to finish it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I laughed more than, I think I watched like maybe a little over a half hour of it, and I was laughing uh, my ass off through it. So I, I like I liked what's going on. Hopefully, it continue uh, to make me laugh. I don't even know who these two gentlemen are. No, uh, I haven't seen them. Jacob Lattimore. He sounds familiar. I need to click on anything uh, he was in. Oh, uh, is that him? Was he? He was in Texas Chainsaw. I knew I'd seen him in something. Uh, in that last Texas Chainsaw movie. Oh, and he was in... Uh, no, I'm sorry. That was someone else. But yeah, Texas Chainsaw. That's where I seen him. He, he, there was only one jet black gentleman in that film. And that was him. Okay, I knew I had seen him. And that name sounded familiar. Uh, Tossin Cole. He also looked familiar. Not really sure what else he's been in. Um, maybe this was his... His only film. I don't know. Um, hmm. Looking at his stuff, uh, I've never seen any of these things. So, okay. Well, all right. Yeah, but House Party, if you guys got HBO Max, it's on there. Are all the other ones, are all the other yeah. ones still on there? All of them. House Party 2, House Party 3, House Party 4, and House Party Tonight's the Night. All of them are on there. And I, like I said, I decided to go on the run through and um yeah obviously the og is the og and you got to respect it and love it and i do love it and i loved it a lot watching it i loved it even more than the new one but then watching two like two i don't i might rank two even above one just because it's put together even better i think like it's i think it's an even better 
like filmed story, which isn't, you know, surprising, you know, after this. Even, man, the first one was the best one. I had Robin Harris in it. He was hell funny. Pops. Yeah. Oh, but he was two, two. And really what's his name? Uh, uh, Craig's dad from Friday. Yep. <laughs> he was in it. He was hella funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, man, the first one was the best one, in my opinion, everyone. Yeah. For me, like I said, I, I might put, I don't know, probably one is still, it's hard to go against the OG, but, um, two's really good too. And then obviously I got love for three cause a uh, huge TLC fan TLC's in it. Uh, T Boz Left Eye Chili as uh, not as TLC though as Sex is a Weapon <laughs> is uh, their group name in that. But uh, yeah, interestingly, is because House Party was ninety, House Party Two was ninety one, and they actually waited a couple years. Ninety four was House Party Three, so a uh, little bit of time in between those. But uh, after watching three, and especially with TLC, it got me on. Uh, one of my 90s kicks I will often get on where I just jump on uh, YouTube on the TV and start watching old TLC videos from uh, on the TLC tip and uh, Crazy Sexy Cool and everything like that. And then other videos came up. And right before we uh, started recording, I mentioned, because um, I just, it starts playing other random 90s R&B <laughs> videos and um had a couple swv videos on including uh, right here human nature and i was like you know obviously videos are videos it is what it is and especially going back throwing back to the 90s but a couple of these swv videos i was like what the heck was even going on in one of them they're wearing fencing gear and then the other one right here human nature they're on the beach and they, they're like fishing like on the shores of the beach like and they're clearly not fishing but <laughs> i was just like uh music videos you know <laughs> uh, yeah some of these videos i mean you watch them now like wh what were they thinking i mean sometimes the artists don't even come with the ideas that's what i they that's what i was thinking like i just picture that swv was this group and the record labels like yeah just Fly them out to, you know, the Bahamas, and they're on the beach. And yeah, get them some horses, and here's some fishing gear. Just do something. <laughs> House Party 3, man, that one was just as funny. I mean, that had all kinds of fools in it, other than Kid and Play, I mean, and Immature and TLC. Man, you had the late and great Oh, man, Matt. I completely forgot about Immature. I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and I sent you uh, when I had my when I had two on uh, when they pull up in front of the the uh, the tape store, <laughs> the cassette tape store. Uh, they had all the billboards on the wall, and one of them was for ABC, another bad creation playground. <laughs> you know, and those others on the head, Aisha. <laughs> yep. But yeah, Bernie Mac was in it. Rest in peace. He had Michael uh, Colyar. He that showboat. He was hella funny. Chris Tucker yep. even popped in it. Uh, Anthony Johnson, rest in peace. Uh, he was Ezel and Friday. He was one of the butchers in this. And of course, yeah, TLC. Lisa Left Eye Lopez, Woo! rest in peace. 
Um, but man, this They're one was hella funny. Man, they had all kinds of people in this third one. Yeah, and so. TLC is awesome in it. Like they do like a great job, like watching their scene. Like so good. Yeah, because they they had two scenes. One when they were dealing when they had the meeting, and then the, right. at the end when they um uh signed with the. Uh, Kid and Play Productions. I mean, that, that one was hilarious. Tisha Campbell, yeah, she she was in uh, the first two. She popped up in this one as well. Um, but my favorite part in, in this one was when Bernie Mac was talking to uh, Kid. And he was, uh, when they were getting ready to go to uh, his, uh, his fiance, uh, Vita, uh, Kid was going to get married and they were going to go meet uh, her parents. And then he, but Kid was kind of worried. And uh, Bernie Mac was like, boy, he goes, just be yourselves. He goes, if people don't like who you are, fuck them. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. If people don't like who you are, fuck them. That's my yeah. motto. Word yeah, up. no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> Chris but, Tucker, he was my, it was before he was big. This is just one was, of the movies. He was, he was he was Johnny Booze. He was only in one scene, and uh, he was hella funny. So I liked what was going on. And Michael uh, Colyar. At Showboat, he was hella funny. He was hella funny. Even that, that first scene that he popped up in, he yeah. was badass. He goes, don't trust nobody but your mama, then cut the deck. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought he was hilarious in it, man. I mean, this one, they they really filled it uh, with a lot of cameos from other people. So yeah. I, I, I love this one. I remember, speaking of this one, we saw it uh, at a dollar theater. I don't know if they still have dollar theaters. But we had the dollar theater in Phoenix. And oh my God, this the image on the screen looked fine, but the sound was terrible. It Uh-oh. sounded like for those of you that remember drive-ins, you old schoolers, um, when you went to the drive-in, like today, if there is drive-ins, you can just tune in on your radio and listen into it and, and feel the bass and out of all however many speakers you got on your ride. But in the old school days, there was a speaker that was on a, on a little post, so you pulled up to that and you hooked it. Uh, to your window, and that one little mono speaker is what everybody heard the sound of the movie uh, in the car. That's what it sounded like. Uh, I remember the first few minutes, I was like, is this how it's going to sound the whole time? Well, and, yeah. and it did. Uh, but after a few minutes, it, it, it I just didn't. It just tuned it out and en- enjoyed the film and, and thought it was hella funny. I, I do not remember that name of that theater. I don't know if it's still a dollar theater, but man, I just remember going, damn, that was like the worst sounding thing right. ever. But I mean, it's different when you when you were growing up at the drive-ins. I mean, that was, I didn't care, man. I was going to a movie and I, and that one little speaker was loud enough for everybody to hear. <laughs> so, but yeah, House Party 3, I love this one. But the new one, yeah. uh, I'm liking it. I'm going to finish it. So uh, yeah, if you guys like this series and you've seen all the other ones, you might as well you got HBO Max. You might as well watch this one too. Yeah, like I said, it brought me on the kick to to throw on my beloved uh, TLC and their videos, and especially the uh, on the TLC tip days brings me back. Every obviously, even just House Party brings me back to to uh, my style, and like I miss a lot of uh, my. Uh, clothes from back then my cross colors and my uh tommy hill overalls and every time like i get on one of these kicks I'm, i like i get on ebay to see how much uh a pair of my old tommy hill overalls were this time like i noticed it was nothing but like these like reproduction ones and they still want like 120 for them 
but they're not even like they don't even look right so but yeah no i you know i reminisce and the you know but the shirt the two-layered shirt thing like it's funny like i still keep that look till today i don't know how you do it dude i see it i see it in whatever these you know tlc videos from the early 90s and then i'm watching these house party videos and i'm like oh it's it's my style and then i miss a lot of my old uh my old stuff <laughs> you remind me of sheldon he's the one that rocks two t-shirts oh yeah. no, i don't know how you do it man i'd be sitting there sweating and you're cold <laughs> that's the thing it actually and that's what it helps me too since i am on the slimmer side and i do get cold easier it helps with the body temperature so uh, even when i was skinny, hell no. and i like <laughs> I, I like the way it looks too like uh, i said straight from the early 90s and yeah i miss my cross colors the, uh, the everything how i dress now is how i dressed in the 80s i didn't i didn't i didn't dress uh, i didn't like all that shit Oh, I loved it. I love crazy it. colors and the, the fucking it. not the suspenders. Well, those are suspenders, but overalls. the fucking overalls. Hell no, I, I didn't yes. like any oh, of that man. shit. You got to see. You got to see. I had. I still have photos. I had all the Tommy Hill ones. I had a khaki pair when I worked at Target. <laughs> I had I had the khaki overalls. I had the denim ones. I had the denim strap ones, and then I had the like elastic band strap ones. Oh man, I miss them. I miss them. Maybe some of you listeners rock that shit. Me, I didn't. I, I'm a, I'm an oh. '80s kid, and I I didn't wear all that. Man, I was shorts, sweats, or jeans and t-shirts. Uh, yeah. What I wear, what I wear now is what I wore then, but they were much smaller sizes. Exactly. Uh, in those That's days, but same here. Like I try. I almost like part of it's maintained, but then I it hasn't, and like. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, uh, I miss, especially when I watch all these old TLC videos, house party. No, I miss, fucking laugh at all that shit. I'm like, I, I never wore, I didn't rock any of that type of stuff. Um, the things I miss now, but I guess I can't, I can't still oh, buy them. I mean, flannel, sh- flannel shirts. I, I only, I only wore the, the blue and black one. Um, and I just colors though. Hyper. No. Oh man, because like you know, you remember you would put your hand on it, and if it was like blue, you put your hand on it, it would turn like green or something. No, I don't wear any of that shit, man. That was oh, you guys. Cool. So that was cool. black. That was black t-shirts. That was all I wore, <laughs> and that yeah. stall I still wear, except for when I'm going <laughs> to work when I got to wear a gray shirt. But all my t-shirts, if it's not black, they're either dark blue. Every now and then a red one, but that's like rare. I don't like. I think I only have like one or two red shirts. Well, yeah, I'm all black shorts, black sweats. Era TLC on the TLC tip era, all that. I would, I liked it. I liked all the music, but I, I did not like that any of that fashion, any of that shit. I loved it. I love it, and I still love it. And every time I see it, like I said, it makes me uh, reminisce for it. Bring Um, it all back, man. I want to. I do. I really do. <laughs> um, you can bring it back. Real quick, while we're on the whole kid and play thing, did you ever? I assume you saw Class Act. This is a film I haven't thought of probably since the '90s. I had the poster because I got it from like a VHS store. I don't know. It was 
front row video or or what but i'm sure you remember they used to have like uh, when they were done with the posters they put in the window if you you know check something out you could pull a poster from the bin and take it and class act was one of the ones i i got and i had on my wall <laughs> even that movie was hella funny and that was with um it probably since the early 90s that was a dougie doug he was in that one he was hella funny i don't even i don't know what happened if he's still around but yeah he was it doesn't look like it's streaming anywhere either too class act was hella funny that was when uh kid Got rid of his high top fade because he had it in the beginning, but then he was supposed to be a uh, Duncan. No, Duncan Penderhughes was um kid. I I think Blade or something was <laughs> was uh, yeah. It says right here. I'm looking at it on IMDb. Christopher Martin was Blade. Yeah, Duncan Penderhughes. Don't ask me how I remember those names. But <laughs> Damn, that's impressive. <laughs> I thought it was hella funny. And that one chick that was in Boys in the Hood, Ricky's girlfriend, was in it. Um, beautiful dark sister. Ah, I can't remember her name. She was the one that uh, was getting down with kid in, in this in that one. And the other one was uh, Hillary from uh, Fresh Prince. I can't remember her name either. But I, I love Class Act. That movie was hella funny. I yeah, saw like that I said, the theater. <laughs> I haven't seen it since the nineties, so I feel like I want to watch it. <laughs> well, if I have to sit down and watch one of these movies, um. With all this, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a commentary for oh, one, yeah. one of these house party ones. Because <laughs> I, I love those films. But all Real right, quick, did you have last, any movies? Last thing um, before we move on, uh, House Party Three. While I was watching it, um, just a face. I don't know if you remember the character Janelle, but it was played by the actress Candy Alexander. And I just seeing her face, and it was interesting because this film's from '94. I was like. I know her from something else, and I had to go onto our IMDb, and I was like, "Yeah, she's, she's still doing stuff." Man. The where I know her from, though, most recently, and it's not even that recent. It was like ten years ago. The HBO series Treme. She was on that, and I remember her face from Treme. <laughs> she was in another. I don't know if it was a movie or a show. I mean, I had seen her other than in House Party. I had seen her in a bunch of other things, but I remember her being um, uh, Trey's mom in the beginning of uh, Menace to Society. She was uh, the one that was all drugged out. And um, what's his name? Was his dad? Nick Fury. Um, yeah, he he was in that. You guys haven't seen *Man's the Society* yet, which you should have, man. Definitely an awesome film. I loved it. I loved all those, loved all those '90s uh, New Jack films. Yeah, uh, that was '89, I believe. I think is either '89 or '90. I can't remember when that. Probably '89 because the posters in uh, *House Party 2*. <laughs> speaking of new jack city that's what um chris rock brought up because when he was talking yep. about uh he, he, he said yeah he was like uh will smith was like muhammad ali and i'm uh pookie and i'm pookie <laughs> from new jack city he goes like, he but he he kind of made a mistake he was like he goes all the movies i've been in he goes, i've never taken my shirt off he had his shirt off in in new jack city so i was like oh come on man yeah. if i remember that you should <laughs> you were in the movie you should have remembered that but now, New Jack City is another awesome film. The soundtrack, fire. Every track yep. on that was yep. awesome. Yep. I loved all that New Jack Swing stuff. But All right. Did you have any movies? Uh, House Party was it, and I didn't all know right. if you 
uh, mentioned anything about uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I threw it on there because I assume you'd just seen it. Yeah, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. The Zisu had already seen it, and uh, I finally got out there and saw it because a lot of people were bashing this movie, saying it wasn't very good. And like Zizu, Zizu didn't sell it to me, but uh, me and my son went and saw it. This movie was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. I was it had expecting, an 80s vibe to it. I liked it. I don't know. I, did I like all the Quantum Realm shit? Mm, okay. Uh, I didn't crazy. know. I, I did <laughs> like that. All you guys should have seen this. Um, all the all this extra tech was going on down there. I thought it was just a, a no man's land. I didn't know all this was was going on there because the the little bit of the quantum realm that we saw was basically nothing but a cool special effects thing but when uh michelle pfeiffer who beautiful always beautiful she's to me i love women that are to just get hotter as the age goes on and michelle pfeiffer is one of them uh but ant-man and the wasp uh, find themselves exploring the quantum realm, uh, interacting with strange new ki- creatures, and embarking on an adventure that pushes them beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. Directed by Peyton Reed, uh, stars uh, Caitlin Newton as uh, Cassandra Lang, Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne, Bill Murray, he was awesome, as Lord uh, Kalar, Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, Michael Douglas uh as what the hell was his name uh something pim hank, pim. Yeah. hank. yeah hank. him and michelle pfeiffer of course is janet van dyne um every nick fury was in this no they got samuel l jackson they got uh the russian dude and oh around the park was in it for like a second and yeah. uh, they got michael pena nope. I, don't, I don't remember any of them in in this at all but um I'm wrong this movie was awesome. I, I loved it. If you guys haven't seen it yet, stick it all the way to the end. Um, that got me really juiced. <laughs> with, uh, with that last one, I was, oh, man, I was hyped. Uh, speaking time. of Loki. <laughs> but, Which is um, awesome. So, all right, everyone. If you guys haven't seen it yet and you don't want to know what was in one of this, what happened at the end, go forward like maybe two minutes. One, two, three. So this Kang the Conqueror is dead, right? No. He's coming back. It's most likely Victor Timely. There was a billion other of them. Yeah. In the comics, when the Kang the Conqueror is defeated by the Avengers, he actually is sent back and he goes back in time and he becomes Victor Timely. And then in that that very end scene, Loki and Mobius are in the crowd and Victor Timely is presenting to the audience. So most likely that's that variant. Uh, well, I think he's dead in this what we saw, but then yeah, since man. since the, the 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 multiverse and everything and all these different crazy timelines are all over the place, so I mean that's obviously before all of this happened. So, but Council of Kang. I thought that was all cool. Uh, the thing at the very end and all this. Obviously, this was all shot in front of green screens because a uh, majority of it all did take place in um, in the quantum realm. Uh, but where was Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi or however you say his back. name? Where's he's he at? I just, I just saw an interview with him where he said he's coming to the MCU real soon, sooner than you think, he said. 
He's already there. I mean, I mean, but I was like, well, where is where is he at? He's in San Francisco. They're right. probably like right around the corner. I mean, how come he wasn't uh, helping him out? I, I don't know. That's what Eric said. He goes, "Where's uh, Shang Chi?" I said, "I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he was, I am he was off fighting somewhere else." It's been year. It's been a few years now. He was only in the one film, so I have been waiting for him to show back up. So, but he, yeah, yeah he just did an interview and he said, "Yeah, he's like." He'll be appearing very soon in an MCU project. Well, I hope so. But I thought this movie was awesome. I loved it. I don't know what other comic movies movies other than Shazam that we got coming. But uh, right now, this one's leading the charge. So, yep. but um, Bill Murray, I want more of him. Um, what's his name? Um, damn it. I'm Mo- with Modoc. Uh, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> He just made me laugh, and Eric was laughing too because it reminded him, him of um, George Lopez's character in uh, one of those Spy Kids movies because he looked like him in it. If you guys are familiar with the Spy Kids movies, but I thought all the new characters they brought in were awesome. Uh, I, I just everybody in it kicked ass. Uh, Michael Douglas, man, he's up there in age, man, and he was kicking ass. He was right along in there uh, with everyone. Uh, Michael, geez, he's 78. Let's say he was 77 when he filmed this. Um, yeah, man, he he's awesome. Uh, has he had some work done? I couldn't tell. I don't know. Maybe he has. Maybe he hasn't. Maybe the, he, he told him, you know what? Take some of these lines out of my face uh, <laughs> with your computer magic. But uh, he was awesome. I love Michael Douglas. It was cool that uh, he had a lot more action and screen time in, in, this, uh, in these versions. I did. I did suck that we didn't get no Michael Pena or David. Uh, ooh, just whatever his name in Veb, that Russian dude. I liked him. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I love her. I mean, I loved her since Greece too when I first seen her, and uh, everything she's done. And uh, yeah, she's Catwoman, but she ain't the real Catwoman. But damn, she's sixty four. Oh, she's just beautiful. I, I love her. But uh, I, I liked this one. I think out of all the three, I like this one a lot more than the first two. <laughs> wow. This one, this one was hella good. Uh, I was kind of like, when you said it all just took place in the quantum realm, I was kind of like, oh, really? No, man. I loved all that was going on in this and all the characters they brought in uh, into like it. Guy? Yeah, he was awesome. Everybody. I loved how. You, I was like, how the hell are they going to understand everyone? But then when they were here, drink the gel or whatever they were calling it. Yeah. And then they were able, they were able to uh, <laughs> uh, understand everyone. I loved that. I thought that was awesome. Did they make a pop or anything of that little gooey guy? Not yet. But I want were. that. <laughs> too. And I want them to make one with him full of holes. Right. <laughs> that, that was I could see that being like a con version. <laughs> I like that when they went up to him. They go, how many holes do you have? And they're like, what? <laughs> uh, they made a mistake because they got they got seven holes. No, you, everyone, you got nine holes. <laughs> so, but uh, they didn't want to get into all that. So it's Disney. <laughs> but I did like the um, that scene when uh, Bill Murray was talking to Michelle Pfeiffer. It's like, yeah, uh, we, we've known each other for like 30 years or something like that. And uh, he kept throwing those little sexual innu- innuendos. And Michael Douglas kept looking at uh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer and it, she was like that, and then um, she was like, "I had, it was a, the thirty years I had needs." 
<laughs> oh man, that shit was hella funny. Even your Bill Murray, and they go, well, "How did you go?" He goes, "Well, I had what, because uh, he wasn't human. He looked like Bill Murray. He wasn't all. He wasn't. A, he goes, he goes. I have what county. I have what counts. <laughs> so, but, oh man, I want more of him. Uh, so I don't He's think he died here for a WonderCon. I don't think he died. I think they. they he just got thrown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when that uh, that little squid thing or whatever the hell it was, uh, no, when no. it got big, he grabbed him and then threw him. So I uh, hopefully uh, hopefully we get to see more of him. Uh, I would like to see maybe they go into the quantum realm again for whatever reason to uh, visit some of these characters that we've already seen, um, because all these new characters from in that was in there. Uh, I, I thought they were awesome. And I liked that they brought this whole new universe or whatever or whatever it is uh down there and uh the ants that got sucked in with them when they opened up that uh, that portal and they became like super duper high high tech ants (laughs) i loved all of that i thought that was just amazing and then when they had the big battle at the end that was awesome yeah Uh, we need they needed all them in endgame (laughs) <laughs> that would have been cool. But, right. Because that just reminded me of Endgame when they were all, ah, just running running into battle. That whole battle scene was, was awesome uh, at the end. So, But, yeah, this movie was hella good. I, love, uh, I, I liked it even more the second time I went through. Uh, I want to see this again, and I'm, I'm definitely picking up this steel book because, like I said, out of, these, out of these three films, Ant-Man, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, and then this one, this one is my favorite. I loved it, and I I didn't even I was like you know what I'll see it when I see it, but then Eric was like Are we can go see Ant Man. I was like all right let's go. But, oh man, this movie was I'm awesome. glad you went. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm, I'm glad I saw. It. I'm kicking myself. Considering the very night. end, considering the very end, I'm pretty sure Secret Evasion was supposed to have already been out, and for some reason they're holding on to it. And now Mando's here, so it's obviously not gonna. But I don't even have a date for a Secret Invasion. Uh, the only things confirmed for this year, as far as MCU, Disney Plus TV, are Secret Invasion, Loki Season 2, and What If Season 2. Well, those are all for sure this year. I wonder, though, if because of this, if Loki is going to jump Secret Invasion and Loki will come out first now. I don't care. Connection. Bring Loki back. I don't, I don't care when it is. <laughs> I need more of that. Yeah. Yeah, because that ending scene got me juiced <laughs> when he popped up on the screen. I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, yeah, I was hyped. I think I was the one that was the most hyped in the whole theater. Everyone got up and left, except for like a couple of us. I mean, I had to go to the bathroom hella bad, man. I, but I was holding it because <laughs> I wanted to see that ending scene. As soon as that ending scene was over, I jumped up and ran yeah. out of there. But. It's fun to, once you know about the Council of Kang scene, the second time to look at all <laughs> the little differences they do. Especially there's one in the very edge of the crowd right as the scene ends. And his actual face looks like the blue mask. Like his face is all kind of alien almost. Yeah, one of them like a monster. I think that's right. what they're referring to. But. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Go see it. Awesome, awesome film. Yeah. All right. This next film was pretty badass. I saw this. 
was it last weekend or the weekend before? I don't know. Whenever the last day. It came out uh, February 24th. So I saw the weekend it came out. Oh, excuse me. Uh, but this is Cocaine Bear. After a 500-pound uh, black bear consumes a, a significant amount of cocaine and embarks on a drug-fueled rampage, an eccentric gathering of cops, criminals, tourists, teenagers assemble in a Georgia forest. This is uh, a film directed by Elizabeth Banks, and this stars a bunch of people. Uh, Ray Liotta. We just lost him not too long ago. Rest in peace. Scott Sess, I think that's his name. Kerry Russell, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Jesse Tyler, Christopher. I, I don't know. He was Olaf in this. He was uh, one of the um, dudes in uh, Game of Thrones. The, 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 the guy that was chasing, um, what's her name? Is that tall woman? Where's the tall woman? Uh, he was one of those dudes, one of those Vikings with the red hair. Um, who else was in this? There was a bunch of other people in it, but um, oh, okay, here we go. What was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Han Solo, young Han Solo. Um, Alden, what the hell's his name? Alden Emmerich. Emmerich. He was in this. I was looking at him like, who is this guy? And then it came to me. I said, shit, that's Han Solo. <laughs> but Jesse Tyler Ferguson, he's in it as well. He was hella funny. Uh, Margot Martindale, she was in it. Brooklyn Prince, Christian Con Convey, uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr., and a bunch of other people in this. All right. Uh, there was, oh, this is inspired by true events. The only thing this uh, that was a part of this was some drug dealers threw some money or uh, threw some bags of drugs out of the window and it landed in a park and a bear got a hold of it. Uh, one of the, this did happen, not the movie, but uh, the bear eating cocaine and it like died a few hours later because it couldn't handle its high. Um, but then again, who can who who can handle a whole brick uh, of cocaine? But that's what this how this story started. There was a drug dealer. He was throwing all his stuff out the window. Uh, and uh, Ray Liotta was another drug dealer, and that's how he picked up his stash. Um, they just dropped it in the forest, and they would go pick it up. But uh, this bear came along and found uh, one of the bags, opened it up, and uh, took down a brick, went on a murderous rampage, and I guess got addicted to coke because it took down another brick. And all this craziness happened in it. Um, this was listed as a comedy thriller. It was like a bloody comedy thriller because the blood and gore was there and I was there for it because this movie was fucking awesome. I loved every minute of it. This is definitely on my list right now. And that's at the number one spot. Will it hang in there all the way to the end? I don't know. <laughs> but Man, this movie was hella good. If you like these stupid movies like this, you'll enjoy it. Because one of my friends, well, the movie was dumb. Unbelievable. <laughs> It's not it's a, supposed to be believable. <laughs> I'm like, come on, are you that serious? Uh, I was like, oh man, but man, this movie was hell funny. I loved it, man, and they went for it with the practical effects, uh, with the blood and guts, and that literal blood and guts, and um, and the CGI and everything. Of course, the bear was was total CGI uh, when it was chasing after everybody, 
But man, I thought everybody in it. I didn't. I thought it was gonna be a bunch of nobodies. I didn't know Kerry Russell was in this. I didn't know uh, I, Little Ice Cube was in this. I knew, I knew Ray Liotta was in it. I didn't know uh, Han Solo was in it. I didn't know any of these people. I didn't even know Elizabeth Banks directed this. I just saw a little bit of the trailer and said, ah, whatever, Cocaine Bear, I'll, I'll see it. I didn't think it was going to be in the theater. I just thought it was going to be one of those straight to streaming somewhere. Right. But man, this movie was hella good. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much because I like these stupid type of films. You guys know that if you listen to the show. So, but man, I was all on board. Eric was like, really? This is a movie? He he knew nothing of it. And when it was over, I said, what'd you think? He goes, that was good. <laughs> so, uh, I love Carrie Russell. I didn't really care for her at first, but then I met her at Comic-Con. And uh, I always refer to her as uh, Eric's friend because this is when Eric, Eric met her before I did. Uh, when one of the things was that last year he went to Comic Con was a few years ago, and uh, he was wearing this Minecraft helmet, one of those green box helmets or heads or whatever those things are. I don't know. I don't know Minecraft. But her uh, apparently her son was into Minecraft, and they were in the elevator, and she saw it. She was oh cool Minecraft, and then he just kind of started talking, or she was talking to him and Tiga, and Eric didn't know who she was, but then. Uh, I think the next day uh, we were in the elevator again and she got on and uh, the, her assistant was like, hey, you know, Carrie, Carrie Russell went, hey, here's our friend. And Eric just went, hi. And then I was like, oh, hey. And I got a picture with her. I thought she was really nice. However long the elevator ride was, uh, I did talk to her that whole time. So she was really cool. Again, I didn't really care for her before, but um, I, I said, yeah, I really loved you. And, and then she named some movie. And I said, no, I liked you when the honey had blew up the kid. And she laughed. She goes, wow, that was a long time ago. So if you bring up these obscure movies and no one knows that they're in, <laughs> that, that, that'll get their attention. That's the way. I did that with Jason Momoa. I said, man, you were awesome in uh, Johnson's Family Vacation. And he looked at me like, what? Wow, that was a long time <laughs> ago. So <laughs> that kind of got, got a he got a big laugh out of that when I said that to him when we met him that one year. But uh, this movie again, it's goofy, stupid, totally unbelievable. But if you just want to watch something that was hella funny, and uh, if you like again, if you like these stupid type of films, and you like the blood and guts and everything, uh, which I do, and I I loved it. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did, but I thought this movie was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh, he was um um Al Bundy's son in uh. Modern Family, he was hella funny in this too. And Margot uh, Martindale, she was badass. She played Ranger Liz. She was hella funny in this too. And it was it was just an awesome film. Uh, I want to go see this again before they yank it out of, out of the theaters. And uh, I'm definitely buying this when it comes out. Will it get a steel book? Probably not. But I'm still de- I'm buying this when it comes out because I love this movie. And uh, again, dumb, stupid, uh, but it's bloody and hilarious. So if you want to see something like this, I'm selling it to you. Uh, Go see it because I I think it's definitely worth uh, the price of admission. And that was Cocaine Bear. Now you're going to get the pop. Yeah, I'm getting both of those. (laughs) Um, I'm hoping there's a chase with a a brick of Coke. (laughs) I don't know if they're going to do those for um for kids because <laughs> i see um uh the um i see the ones that are out there 
Um, B-A-I-N-B. It's, there's two versions of him. There's one. He's just got a bag. Oh, wait, he, he's got a brick of coke in his mouth. Uh, he's got the bag. And then he had, there's, um, yeah. <laughs> one of them, he's got a bag and he's got a brick of coke in his mouth. And then the other one, uh, he's on all fours and he's got uh, a severed leg and uh, blood coming out of his mouth. All right, really quick. Uh, there's a scene where he kills, uh, the, uh, uh, I think it was a dude from Game of Thrones or one of them, whoever he killed, um, there was coke all over that leg and that bear <laughs> sniffed a line off of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. I was dying during that part. I mean, I again, I need to see this movie again because I was laughing so hard at some of the stuff that I missed. Maybe something, but oh man, I'm surprised, and I believe there's a little outrage already about uh, these two, these Funko Pops that are coming out with the cocaine bear. <laughs> I think mainly because of the uh, the the cocaine uh, brick in the bear's mouth. And then I also heard that, um, I guess this is the first, this ain't the first pop with blood on him. I got fucking leather face and Michael Myers with blood all over him. Yeah, no, there's definitely, <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with everyone. You got to complain about every about something, but, um, if you don't want them, don't buy them. Like I said, if you don't like it, don't read it anyway, but I'm getting both of these. <laughs> so, uh, I'm all in. They, they, they have pre-orders out now, and they're not coming out until April or some shit like that. The one uh, with the bag is a Funko Shop exclusive, so uh, I'll probably just try to grab that for us to uh, save on the shipping. Where are you going to go to one? No, online. Oh, okay. I thought it was only... I'll try to grab it for us online. I thought it was only in the in the stores. They should have it there too, but I don't know. Whatever they are, I want both of these. (laughs) So yeah, um, I'll go with the bag one. (laughs) I think these these have them again. Right now, it's my number one spot, but uh, I have a feeling these. I might have to have both of these as my top Funko Pop of the year. I don't know. We we'll, we'll see what else comes out this year, but um, yeah, man, I was all in on this movie and these pops. So, but yeah, Cocaine Bear. I think it's still in theaters. Uh, go check it out. All right, uh, I got out yesterday to see Creed three. No, excuse me. Still dominating the boxing world, Adonis Creed is thriving in his career and family life. When Damien, a childhood friend and a former boxing prodigy, resurfaces after several serving time in prison, he's eager to prove that he deserves his shot in the ring. The face-off between former friends is more than just a fight. To settle the score, Adonis must put his future on the line to battle Damien, a fighter who has nothing to lose. This is directed by Michael B. Jordan, and it stars Michael B. Jordan... Uh, Killmonger, uh, the Adonis Creed, um, Jonathan Majors, again, uh, Kang the Conqueror, he comes back, um, Valkyrie, Tessa Thompson, um, she's in yeah, this, Wood, Wood Harris, uh, Priscilla Rashad, 
returning of Victor Drago, Florin Manitou or Muntu Minitou. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, he's in this, a uh, Salinas, Lavia. I loved her in um, Orange is the New Black. And I believe this guy is a real fighter, and I'm going to butcher his first name. His last name is Lopez, but it's Teo Filmo or Fimo. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> oh, and uh, Mila Davis Kent. She played uh, Amara Creed, um, Killmonger and Valkyrie's daughter. All right. Creed 3. <sighs> I liked it better when it was called Rocky Five. <laughs> but oh man, I the story was cool. I liked what was going on, but it, they they borrowed a lot from Rocky Five and they borrowed a lot from Rocky Three. Um, Sylvester Stallone had nothing to do with this. Uh, I think he was kind of going to be on board uh, when he first read the script, but he was like, there was no real no need for Rocky Balboa's character to be in this. So. He kind of, I don't know, everyone was making it seem like he just didn't want to do it uh, anymore. They mentioned Rocky. They, of course, they're going to mention Apollo Creed. Um, I was shocked that Victor, Victor Drago popped back in because you guys remember uh, in the second one how it ended. Um, and I just figured he went back to Russia. and Because, yeah, he did go back to Russia, him and his dad, um, Ivan Drago. They went back to Russia or whatever they're calling it now. Um but I don't know, man. I mean, I liked what was going on. There wasn't that much boxing in it. I mean, and then the fight at the end. It, I mean, there's nothing to spoil here. It, they tried to be, they tried to make the fight all artsy. Okay, the the fight took place. The final fight between um, what the hell was uh, Jonathan Major's name in this? Uh, Damien something. Um. It took place at uh, Dodger Stadium. And uh, was it all CGI and maybe just some of the crowd in the front was real? Uh, Damian Anderson. That's who um, Kang was. Um, sold out fight. Dodger Stadium filled to the brim. They come in, fight. But there's a um, a part where it just gets into the two fighters' heads, or maybe it was just Adonis's head. Nobody's in the crowd. It's just them two in the ring fighting it out. There's big uh, prison bars, jail bars come down on one side of the ring, and they're trying to make it all artsy, and it's all slow motion and everything. And I was like, really? I, I don't know. I mean, that was his vision. That he wanted to do and I to me it just took me out of that last fight and the last fight was just like a couple minutes boom then the movie's over I was like that's it I was like okay man whatever I liked everything up until the fight but there's a lot of similarities to Rocky 3 and Rocky 5 in this did you watch that little video I sent you oh no I I will though it, yeah dude it's totally <laughs> Rocky 5 and I was like, oh, man, there was like even in that video when I sent it to you, dude, there was like shots for shots from Rocky five in this. And I was like, oh, if they do a Rocky four or a Creed four. Uh, I don't know if there is going to be one, 
but it seemed like they were leading up into someone else fighting. Watch that video, dude, and you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But I was like, mm, okay, if they do that, I'll watch it. But um, they'd probably still call it Creed, but it wouldn't be Adonis Creed. So I was like, all right, okay, if that's what you can lead it up to, fine. I mean, I'll go see it. I've seen all the other uh, in this whole Rocky saga or whatever. This is, this. this I mean, yeah, those three movies, but this is a part of all of that. Oh, um, you should give them, because uh, when I sent you that IGN ranking, uh, you did your, your, your ranking. We should give them IGNs and then your, your uh, ranking. <laughs> um, where is it? I got to scroll back. Uh, IGN, their rating for this one, they rated out of the Rocky series and this one, um, there's eight. Uh, there's nine total. They didn't put Creed 3 in this. But theirs is Rocky, um, 1 to 8, Rocky, Creed, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Rocky Balboa, Creed 2, Rocky 2, and Rocky 5. Wrong. Um, this, is how, this, is my, this is my rating. Rocky, Rocky 3, Rocky 2, Creed, Rocky 4, Rocky 5, Creed 2, Rocky Balboa, and then Creed 3. Wow. Yeah, Creed 3 was... Ugh. It, it was, it was, oh man. I mean, I remember leaving the theater after the second one going. Yeah, hey. you really tore down the second one. This one was, this one was, story-wise, what was going on other than the fight? That, the end of this fight was just, eh, I didn't like it. Um, But the story, I, what was going on, and I, I thought it was cool. I liked what was going on. But again, it wasn't. It wasn't anything we hadn't seen before. I, I don't know. Maybe to him or whoever wrote this film. Uh, Keen Kugler. I believe that's Ryan Kugler's uh, brother. And Zach Balin wrote the screenplay. Um, Do they know they took some of the Rocky 3 and, and 5 and put it in their, their screen, their screenplay? I don't know. Um, but I don't know, man, this, I, this is probably to me the worst one, uh, not worst, but my least favorite out of this whole Rocky series. I mean, I'm going to call it the Rocky series cause it, it is, this is a, it started with Rocky. Um, if we get a Creed four, cool, I'll watch it. But man, this one was <laughs> because when they, when, uh, Adonis uh, Creed, he had, he had been retired for a few years. And then when they were bringing him back into uh, get into shape so he can fight uh, Damien, they were like, man, you had this many concussions. There's this, this, and this is wrong with you. And he goes, and now you just got to build up power and speed and, and all of this. And that was like Rocky Balboa when he, when he fought in that one. Or even in Rocky Five, they were like, hey, man, you, you get punched in the head one more time. You you could die or whatever, and there was all this all this other stuff wrong with him. And same thing in Rocky Balboa. There was like uh, when Duke was reading it off, he was like, "Look, man, he goes, you got this, you got this, 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 and that all wrong with you. <laughs> you can't go in there and last like you do you did before. You got we just got to build up power and force, full force for you to to battle that. Um, I can't remember the boxer's name in, in the last Rocky film, um, but." And I was just sitting there going, I mean, I saw everything that was coming around every turn. And I was like, I've seen this already. <laughs> but 
I, I don't know, man. I mean, if you guys want to, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, go see it, or if you already saw it. Um, will I buy it? Not right when it comes out. I have all the other ones, so I, I'm a completist, so I have to have this uh, in my Rocky series. Um, but I mean, Michael B. Jordan, he's an amazing actor, and uh, I've, I don't know if he's directed anything else, like film-wise. Before this, I thought, I mean, for his first, if, if, let me check. I don't even know if this is his first time directing. I think, I, it, might, I think it might I, be. I think he's done other things. Maybe this is his first um, film. Yeah, this is. This is his first film uh, as a as a director. But uh, the kid that they got to play the young version of uh, of Adonis Creed, he he looked like him. I wasn't sure if they were going to uh, uh, CGI him up and make him look young because <laughs> uh, they can get his face from Hardball. He was in that and he was really young. And he was in The Wire. Um, that too. But um, and Kang the Conqueror, man, he fucking ripped. He was all covered up in Ant-Man except, except for at the end when they pulled off the sleeves and you see his guns hanging out, but man, he was hella big. And Michael B. Jordan too, man. Looking at these guys when they had their shirts off, I was like, damn. I think he was more ripped. Um, Michael B. Jordan was more ripped in this one than in the first two. Um, but I, I don't know, man. I was just like, I know what's happening, and I. Uh, it wasn't a surprise to me. I mean, I was excited to see it because I wanted to see uh, some Austin boxing, but. Some people on on the on, online were like, "Oh man, this is the best one ever!" And I'm like, "Really? What were you watching?" Because um, this is not my favorite. I'm gonna go out of the Creed film. I'm gonna go starting from from the first one, second, and this one in that order. But um, there was one scene in it that really got me, and I was, "Oh man, the tears were flowing." Um, but that it was. You saw that coming too, <laughs> but when it came, I was like, "Oh man!" But uh, but the dialogue that was going on with that scene, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it was so heartbreaking, and that was probably my favorite scene in the whole film. Uh, Victor Drago, when he when he came walking in, I was like, "Oh!" I was juiced. Uh, I was hoping. Well, no, I was hoping that he was gonna fight uh, Damian Anderson. And then something happened, and then to where Adonis Creed would have to come in. Even if they did that, we already seen that before in Rocky Four. So I mean, but I don't know, man. I wanted to see Victor Drago do a little more uh, damage. He, to me, he got robbed. He was gonna fight this one dude, and then uh, something happened to where he couldn't fight. And I was like, oh, boo! <laughs> but um i i was cool i, I was all in uh on this film until i actually seen it and then i was just kind of i was disappointed um will it make my best of list or even my um honorable mentions no it it, it was just i was just kind of let down on it i mean again i'll buy it when it comes out and i will watch it again but it just wasn't it wasn't what i wanted I mean, because, I mean, I saw what was coming around every corner in this. But this isn't one of those films where you go and you want to be shocked and surprised. The only shocker to me was Victor Drago popping up in it. Oh, that's that. I was like, ah. Oh. But that was This is what happened with uh, Creed 2. Only that one 
I was excited for. And then you came on the pod and you weren't happy about that. And you completely deflated me on too. I didn't even go to see it in the theater. I waited until it was streaming. <laughs> well, I think you can wait on this one unless you just have to see yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know it was an IMAX. I, if I would have been really mad if I would have paid that IMAX price. Sure. Because sure. I was like, nah. It probably would have looked cool, especially at the end with the fighting. But I don't know, man. I mean, in previous Rocky films, when they do the slow-mo part, cool. I like that. I thought it was cool. But it wasn't like a whole dream sequence. I was like, ah, what are you doing? I mean, but that was his vision. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not hating on it. I just didn't like it. I mean, I've been invested in this series uh, since the 70s, since the first one. So, I mean, I can be mad and crabby and be a crabby old man <laughs> about it but i i was just like oh, that's what we're doing <laughs> that's what we're doing now so i i don't know man that that was that was just my my opinion on on the whole thing um but i i understand i was watching uh something with um Sylvester Stallone on why he wasn't in this one because it, it i don't i mean after what he said basically saying that I, there was no way for me to fit in this story. And he goes, well, what? I could have just been some guy. Hey, here, uh, here I'm, I'm the, the spit bucket guy. He goes, yeah. He goes, there was not really anything for, uh, for his part to do. Even if he was in it, it would have just been like, um, hey, kid, I don't know if you should do this and, and all that. That would have probably been it for him. At least in the first two he had really big parts, and he they he needed to be in those ones. But this one, he didn't know he didn't need to be in it. It was it was cool that they they mentioned him like once, but I mean that there was none there was no need to bring his name into the conversation except for that during that one scene. So I didn't I didn't have an issue with him uh, Rocky's character not being in, in this, but um yeah again uh, again if you've seen the other ones and you want to see this go ahead it just i I was kind of disappointed in the whole thing but i've been a fan of this series since the first one in 76 and i've been fully invested from the very very beginning uh maybe some of you listeners haven't or maybe you guys haven't even seen these movies um i definitely say they're they're worth watching i think the first two were really serious and then when the third and fourth one and everyone everything else after that it just kind of went with the time of when they came out because the first two were in the 70s 76 was the first one and then i believe 79 yeah 79 was the second one and then the third one came out in like i want to say 83 oh 82 was a year off and i think the year either that year after no, I think Rocky Four was more um, mid '80s. Yeah, '85. And then Rocky Balboa. I think that one came out. Um, no, Rocky Five. That one came out. If it wasn't '90 or '89, I can't remember. '90 is when Rocky Five came out. And then it took a big break because Rocky Balboa didn't come out until the early 2000s. Yeah, 2006. That's when that one came out. And then Creed. I don't even remember. Creed came out somewhere in the 2000s but yeah I mean Creed 3 again I mean go see it if you want to see it but I 
I was just kind of disappointed uh, with with what happened. I mean, not, not to say that the acting wasn't good. It was just I'd seen this story already, so that's why I was like, uh, really? That's what we're doing here? But again, say it if you want. Um, again, it might be it might look awesome in IMAX, uh, especially during the fight scenes. But uh, yeah, uh, Creed three. But yeah, that's it uh, for movies. I don't have anything else. So uh, we're almost out of here, everyone. Well, we're pushing the three hour point. So collecting. You there? Did I lose him? Maybe he left. Maybe he had to go to the bathroom. But uh not sure. Are you there? I might have lost him. Um maybe he stepped away for a second. I don't know if he can hear us. Um collecting, I only got uh one thing. I got um uh, Super 7, the uh, Cliff Burton reaction figure. This was the uh, the first go-around. Because there's uh, two different cards. Uh, it's the exact same picture. For those of you who know the late and great Cliff Burton, he was a blade bass player uh, for Metallica. Um, they came out with the, the first go-around with a blue card, and then that one sold out. But then they came out with a, a red card one, and I, I got that one, so... I still I wanted to get the blue one because I'm a collector and uh, I love Cliff Burton, so that was why I grabbed this one. So I got uh, the blue, the blue and the red card version. There is a ultimate coming out next year. Pre pre-orders are up now. Super7.com for the uh, Cliff Burton ultimate. I'm definitely getting that. I want to get two so I can uh, leave one in the box and open the other because. Um, when King Diamond, that one came out. I got two of those. I think there's another Ultimate King Diamond coming. I need to pick that one up as well. Um, but, yeah, that is all the collecting that I have. And I'm not sure where the Zisu is. So, uh, we're going to take a little pause for the cause. And we'll be right back to finish the show. All right, and we're back. Back again. Take- Little technical uh, issues, but um, I just ran through. I only had one thing for collecting. Uh, did you get anything this week? Well, we've been gone uh, for a couple of weeks. So. Yeah. Um, my most recent acquisition uh, interestingly arrived real fast. Um, Funko sometimes, for some reason, with their drops, most of the time they do it on their site. But for some reason, sometimes they go through their ebay shop and that's what they did uh with the drop uh at the start of the, well mando came out on wednesday on tuesday they dropped uh, mando on the speeder with grogu and it arrived on friday ordered on tuesday arrived on friday so super fast ship there actually so fast that uh, the week before I ordered, uh, you may or may not have seen, they had this uh, Disney 100 uh, crystallized version of Black Panther. I ordered that the week before. That still hasn't arrived. Um, I just checked the, they created the shipping info like a long time ago, but it's, it never shipped. It Finally, I checked today and it said it's coming here on Tuesday. So, But yeah, interestingly, um, 
Mando and Grogu that came on Friday. Uh, really cool. I posted a shot on Instagram of the backside of it, which was a very cool and pleasant surprise. Uh, the Fett's helmet and jetpack on the back. So I'm actually wondering if this was perhaps a mold that they had ready for last season and actually had been sitting on and then was like, oh, okay, like season three's here, good time to, to let it go to people. Um, people that are interested in sticker drops, though, uh, interestingly, it didn't come with the proper uh, Funko Shop exclusive sticker on it. Had no sticker on it, so... Yeah, but uh, to get free shipping alongside it, I also got this new uh, Color Compton uh, version of Easy E. It pops with a purpose. Uh, so yeah, ten dollars of the pop uh, goes to Color Compton. So that's cool. Yeah, easy. Got the black uh, Compton hat on, white T-shirt. Got his gloves on, mic in his hand. So, and I didn't get the previous version of Easy, so you might as well pick this one up. Is that other one still out? Yeah, the other one's still out. But yeah, this color Compton one is pretty new. And like I said, I got it, and it put me over the top for the free ship. So, which if you can do, it's. It actually is worth it. I mean, because otherwise shipping's like seven bucks. So you might as well just get some other stuff and get yourself free shipping. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Anything else? Uh, I guess real quick, I'll just say what's right sitting on here in the desk and in front of me. I don't know if I mentioned it before or not, but uh, from Amazon, they're doing these. Uh, series of civil war pops i guess they're going to be coming out all year all the captain america civil war characters they previously released vision and hawkeye most recently black panther arrived so the third in the series for that uh, moon girl of moon girl and devil dinosaur i can't remember if i mentioned that one before uh, also another funko shop exclusive speedy the old retro uh mcdonald's uh mascot speedy uh picked him up so yeah oh and uh whack adam himself the uh amazon exclusive glow in the dark version i uh ordered that a while back and that uh, arrived through amazon so that's sitting on the the desk whack adam finally watched it no, it was pretty good. Did you like it? Uh, Kurt Cobain, the Funko Shop exclusive, I guess. I'm glad oh, I grabbed yeah. it. That's crazy. I'm glad you did, too. It's crazy valuable. Uh, on eBay, it's $199.95. That's just one person selling it. I don't know who yeah, else is awesome. selling it. But I see the knockoff ones that are only like $30. So. Right. <laughs> uh, I if you just need that one, and if you're just gonna open it and and have it sitting somewhere, I, I think the knockoffs are are, are decent. 
decent. Like I had the knockoff Eddie from uh, Stranger Things, uh, the one with the guitar. It looks. I looked at it. It looks exactly the same. Obviously, they got one and then just reproduced it and then the box you can tell by the box only because of the 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 coloring it's not as bright as the real box and i see these michael jackson ones that are probably vaulted already and these are oh long long ago yeah these are are like og hops these are only going for eighteen dollars. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> dang. Um, yeah, man. I mean, they. It may take a while to get to you, but um, yeah, because these ones are from. These are the China ones. Uh, when I bought that Eddie one, I didn't. It was. I think it was like twenty dollars. I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't really look at it. I bought it off a, of the Walmart app. So I figured it would be here quick. No, I took hell along, like at least a month. <laughs> and then it right. finally got here. But then they don't package it like all um, protective. They just throw it in one of those little Funko boxes and send it to you. So it's the luck of the draw if it's going to get to you right, right. in perfect condition. Yeah. Yeah, so, you never know with shipping, too. So Yeah. Well, um, the, the the ones that uh, have come, I figure I better pick them up now before, uh, you know, any unforeseen price hikes. I was actually waiting to see if I could catch them for a deal, and I, I couldn't for either of them. Um, White Men Can't Jump. Actually, I had the two-pack uh, on pre-order from Target, and they canceled on me. So uh, I still need uh, Snipes and Wesley, the pops for White Men Can't Jump. And then uh, I never actually did pick up Kid and Play. And now we're talking about it. And I'm all my my uh, refascination with the series and my hype for everything. Uh, this early 90s, I, I'm like, damn, I better pick up uh, Kid and Play before it's too late. <laughs> I think they'll be around. I haven't even gotten the Run EMC ones other than that one big box. I got right. that. <laughs> but right. the single one. Oh, yeah. Which uh, which ones did you all end up getting for the big box? Metallica, Kiss, and Run DMC. Okay. I didn't cool. get the U2 or whatever the other ones were. I think it was ACDC one. <laughs> right. But I'm on eBay, and I'm looking at the, um, the Funko Sodas. The creature from the Black Lagoon. This guy's selling both of them, the Chase and the regular, for seventy bucks. Hmm. Don't want to pull that trigger. You guys all know. Uh, for those of you that don't know, and you're new to the show, I am a huge creature from the Black Lagoon. Yep. And um, I guess that's not bad for both. But I want to buy the skateboard, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. There's a uh, the, uh, a skateboard that uh, that I had when I was a kid. Who knows? This might be mine because somebody stole it. Right. From me. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody stole it from me. Uh, 
is some someone from Portland, Oregon. There is a my very first skateboard that I traded a handful of water balloons uh, to this little kid named Kevin. He had a skateboard. They said he found, and I was like, "Here, man, I'll give you these hand- these water balloons if you let me have that skateboard." And he was like, "All right." So it was a little yellow. They called them banana boards back in the day. Sizzler. And I don't know what made me look on eBay, and there is one. It's $55.99 plus 15 shipping. Not bad. Better than Um, my uh, Tommy Hill overalls. Those are going for like $120. (laughs) uh, uh, This, I just want it because I just wanted to. Hang it here on the on the studio. Jesus came out in seventy eight. Is that what it said? There's a yeah, nineteen seventy eight. That's when uh, this boy just because this was. Uh, but then again, this might be my skateboard that someone stole from me. Right. But I want it mainly just to to hang in here. To this, this was the first. This was my very first skateboard that, uh, the style, the brand that I skated and looking at this thing, um, I was a little kid and I remember riding it home from, from, uh, Cub Scouts down there. We used to have Cub Scout meetings in the, the, in the basement of this church. And I just couldn't wait for the meetings to be over to get on my skateboard and bomb this hill uh, all the way down to my house. But oh man, um, I'll probably buy it for myself. But yeah, it's a nice Ooh. to have that uh, memorabilia. The only thing, like like I said, in comparison, me talking about them Tommy Hill things, like I looked at it and like I said, you could tell they were not. They're not like actual from the '90s. Like they were like they were like made like they're knockoff basically you know like reproduction and like the logo doesn't even look right on it from what mine were you know so i'm like damn and they still want 120 for them what what were you looking for tommy hilfiger what overalls from the 90s yeah i mean i just put in tommy hilfiger overalls xl and like the yeah that first thing the if you see a Tommy Hilfiger jeans, nineties bib logo strap overalls, men's size XL forty two twenty. Yeah, one twenty. But if you look at it, like I don't know, it's weird. It's got the tag on it, one forty nine. Think that I'm almost positive that wasn't the original price. And then some of the details, like pretty sure the back pocket didn't say Tommy jeans like that. I don't remember. At least mine didn't. And then I see the the tag on the thing, the way it says that, and I'm like, "What are these?" It looks well, those, like those top ones look brand new. They do. Of. That's what I'm saying. Like they don't look. But if you scroll down, right. there is a there is another one that's pre-owned, and it looks pre-owned. It looks right. worn out. It looks worn out. I mean, like this person wore it and just held on to it. Which I wouldn't oh. mind that as long as it wasn't too too beat. Because like I said, like like kind of a nostalgia thing. Gosh, I wish I still had mine. Because like I said, I had like I had the three different versions. I had the top one, 
that where it looks like it had like the the, the like elastic straps I had the one with the denim straps and then i had the khaki version too <laughs> all right on the back of this one it don't see no tommy jeans on it it just has that small little yeah mine definitely did not say tommy jeans it just has that small little red white and red thing yeah. I don't know if it's a God, you see all these though? They're all over a hundred. Golly. Well, I think one hundred eight, one ten, one nineteen. Well, they're like you. You want them. these? They they know they know. want these still. Yep. So never they'd be selling them for like fifty cents. It's the nostalgia factor. Well, if you're gonna spend one twenty, you might as well buy the real ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. These ones that look. I don't low. want no. Yeah. These ones that look worn out. They're not worn out, but like actually yeah. old. So, man. Uh, actually uh, used. Yeah, I say if you're going to drop that on there. You might as well get those ones. Because, yeah, these top ones, these Ooh, look brand. There's one, there's one on sale from Mill Mill. Men's overall Tommy Hill big logo X large Tommy jeans rare hip hop. The back picture on that looks like hella stained on the leg, like badly stained down the leg. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking at the that top one. I, I don't like that Tommy Jeans thing on the pocket in the back. Yeah, that's <laughs> something wrong with that. It's not right. I think that big something big enough you would remember. Yeah, it definitely did not have that. Yeah, so I I say get these other ones, these uh, <laughs> vintage ones, if you're gonna pay one twenty, because those ones look new, <laughs> the, those those top ones. But yeah, uh, oh, that's youth. I go here's some fifty bucks, but they're for youth size. But yeah, uh, that was you, man. I ain't, I never wore any. Uh, I if I was to wear like coveralls, it would have been Levi's, but I didn't. I didn't wear any of this stuff. Tommy Hill fly stuff. Do or die stuff. <laughs> Not me. Wu Tang. Um, one more uh, house party note before I forget to mention it that I wanted to mention. Um, you know, when the first one came out, 1990, I'm 11 years old, uh, still on the playground. And I remember you could not get away from people wanting to do the little leg connect and hop around on one foot, the kid and play, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I, that was like, Oh man, because that like watching, seeing that, like bringing back the, putting on the, the original again and seeing that, like, obviously you see it all the time. You saw it through the years. It's a known thing, but yeah, it totally brought me back to, to remembering everywhere everybody <laughs> okay. uh, there I, there was a, a that movie juice speaking of the 90s it, there was a steel book that came out that i missed and i see it here on um ebay for 20 bucks or 23 bucks oh what he did i miss that one too shit hell no i paid 70 dollars <laughs> what there was a training day steel book yeah 50 i think yeah. that just came out oh, did sure it? That just came out yeah Oh well, that might you could might be able to still catch that in the store because I follow a guy that uh, works at a Best Buy, and he just posted that. Uh, maybe. Let me see when he did. Oh, it's yeah, it's. I think yeah, ju- like I said, I'm pretty ju- sure it just came out. 
It just came because he posted a February twenty third. The mm. training day. Uh, and he even yeah. said, Oh yeah, coming out on the twenty eighth. It just came out on February twenty eighth. Well this this training day steel book is different. It doesn't look like the one that they're selling in the store. Oh. But yeah, this not. one has a Warner Brothers one hundred thing on it. <laughs> but speaking of yeah, juice, man, someone's um Here, I'll send it your way. Uh I looked it up on eBay. Um or not eBay, uh, Best Buy. They still have them, like 30-something bucks. I'm going to get it. But uh, this person is selling their steelbook. It's used. It's opened. Uh, usually when these guys open it up because they keep the, the digital uh, movie thing uh, in there, and but they cover up the number, this guy didn't cover up the number. So if it's not used... If it's not used by now <laughs> by that person, somebody saw it. Hey, they didn't cut. They did. <laughs> I wonder if it's uh, used up. But um, I might. I want this this steel book, so I'll probably uh, pick it up from this person. Uh, Single Hill, California. All right. Uh, twenty three plus three sixty five for shipping and handling. That ain't bad. Jeez, how much is this Star Wars? Damn, it was only $15? There's a vintage uh, 92 Star Wars Trilogy VHS uh, set. I already have that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely have VHS sets. That's all it's worth. (laughs) Yeah, so many. Yeah, but... (sighs) All right. We're just about out of here, everyone. Um, Honorable mentions or honorable mentions. Recommendations? Do you have any on deck? It's hard not to recommend uh, uh, OG House Party, House Party Two. Um, I kind of had those running in the background as we've been recording this, so <laughs> kind of an easy recommendation for me. Yeah, that's the the training day that they're selling, and uh, yeah, Best just Buy. came out. All right, I'm have to order it, but um. I was going to do the same thing. I was going to recommend House Party, <laughs> but uh, which one did you recommend? All of them or the first one? One and two. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I, mean, recommend... I love three, too, because of TLC, but I recommend House Party three and Z2 recommended <laughs> the first two. So, but uh, track, I will go with um, from House Party one. It's um, I think it's called Get Hype Full Force. Um, it's the uh, the song that everyone when they were dancing. Uh, I think it's I think it's get hype. Yeah, I believe that's the name of the song. I just have to look it up. Uh, ain't ain't my type of hype. That's the name of the song by uh, Full Force. Uh, I love that song, and it's when everyone's dancing hella hard during the first um uh, party. Uh, it's, I just love this song, man. It gets me hyped when I hear that song. Yeah, man, exactly. Get hype and get on the dance floor and start grooving. So that's my track. Anything from these soundtracks from the movies? Um, the thing that I was inspired to share was from, uh, TLC from, uh, TLC tip, not in the film, but, uh, hat to the back. Uh, one of my go-to tracks, especially from, uh, their first album. So 
uh, that's <laughs> also what sent me on the track of uh, watching all the uh, early 90s videos, all of my uh, classic R&B favorites. <laughs> my favorite TLC song is Creep. I love that song from yeah. uh, Crazy Sexy Cool. But Oh, uh, also their uh, uh, Kid versus Play. That's actually I'm, I'm, that scene's actually just coming on right now too. I'd, it's pretty good, pretty good. Battle. I hadn't listened to it in forever. <laughs> I didn't like the song in the second one. Right? Yeah. No. Uh, on the yeah yeah the pajama one when they're all they, they, the only yeah the only part I liked was um uh the Ralph T when he was up there singing the house party song. And uh, when uh, when what's his name was up there, they one guy. Uh, his name was Jamal. I can't remember his name. Um, his real name. Uh, he was from Young Black Teenagers. When he was up there rapping, I liked uh, that that part. But yeah, the battle, the battle in the first one, super solid. Yeah, still, still. This is a good scene. I love that scene. Yeah. What the hell was that guy's name? It's going to bug me until I see uh, his name. Cameron. That was his name. He was Jamal. He was from uh, Young Black Teenagers. Yeah. You guys remember them. Tap the bottle and twist the cap. But that little, uh, he, he was up there busting little rhymes really quick. <laughs> that part was a little funny. Because he was like, come on, man, give me the mic. And they didn't want to give it to him. He goes, come on, man. He goes, what can it hurt? He goes, he plays dice. He, he likes fat booties. He eats bean pie. Give him the mic. <laughs> so, I love that part. But I also uh, like how the um, the guys from the first one became the campus security in the second <laughs> one. I like I that part. I thought they were even funnier in the second one. Those guys were funnier to me in the second one. The, the second one was more slapsticky than than yeah. the first one. Right. Uh, the part I liked is when they were rapping when they were in the record store. Right. When it, when it was uh, mainly uh, Pee Wee and uh, Zilla, I think that guy. I think that was his name. <laughs> when they were rapping, and then that one guy, was, he came in rapping and it didn't even make sense. And they yeah. were like, and they were like, "What's <laughs> up with that?" He goes, man, what's up with that? And, and, and he was like, man, he goes, that didn't even rhyme. <laughs> uh, even Iman, she popped up in the second one, man. Iman's beautiful. I loved her. Even when she was in Star Trek for that one quick little right? second. But all right, everyone, that all is right, going to be yeah. it. This episode, <laughs> Zizu's got to go to bed. You got to get up early. But uh, follow us on Facebook. Either search Macnez or E-Society. Uh, go over to our anchor feed and just search E-Society, listen to all that. Uh, I think the last time we dropped was that video game, 80s video game one. Shout out to everyone who listened to it, man. Everybody Shout went out. nuts and downloaded that one right on. Check out our YouTube page. Only a couple videos. We'll put more on there. Shoot on over to T Public. Pick up an E-Society t-shirt or a Magnus t-shirt. Follow us on Twitter, E-Society Pod, Magnus Pod. Theo Zisu, Instagram, E-Society Podcasts, uh, at the Zisu, at Magnus Pod. Uh, follow us on TikTok at East Society Pod. Uh, shout out to Mixlaw Beat Productions for our intro and outro. Go over to www.mixlawproduction.com for all your beats needs. 
Uh, if you want to listen to some stuff, go to the website or go to YouTube. I'm sure it's uh, Mixed Law Beats Productions, and he's got all his stuff on there and links to to buy the beats if you like them. Uh, we've used a few uh, on our shows on this network. So, uh, but yeah, the Zisu and Eric will be back with their breakdown of yep. Last of Us. They got there's a new episode just dropped tonight. It did. They were in there yeah. watching it. So you guys have to cover I think three episodes. Three. On <laughs> uh, is it almost done? Next week's the finale. All right. Well, as soon as that's done, then I'll. No, you, you know what? I need to shit. I need to watch them all. I got a week to watch all of them because I want to be on that last show and, and talk yeah. about what yeah, I thought of it all. Cool. But other than that, everyone, just uh, come back for more um, and everything. And if you didn't listen to my last Magnus podcast, episode 139, do, do listen to it and uh, listen to it all the way to the very end because I came back and had to uh, correct myself because I was saying uh, gender is queer. For the the name of that book, and I was I don't know why I kept saying is uh, it was, the book is just called Gender Queer, two words. That's why I came back and and I had to uh, correct myself. Plus, there was a, a little a little comment towards me that I needed to read that I totally forgot. That was fucking crazy. So uh, stay all the way to the end of that to listen uh, to that comment, and it was hilarious. But with that, everyone, uh, be safe out there. Come back next week, and until then, party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, Be Society. Peace.